Peterson from Composure Magazine. Our resident how-to girl. I want to write about things that matter. What are you working on now? How to lose a guy in 10 days. I could start by dating a guy and then drive him away. Doing everything girls do wrong in relationships. I can sell myself to any woman. I'd like to see you prove that. You would. Make a woman fall in love with you. You're on. So who's the lucky girl? Her. Her who? Her in the gray dress. Hi. Benjamin Barry. Andy Anderson. Oh, you are already falling in love with me. I'm gonna make you wish you were dead. This February. Delivery, Andy. Oh my God. A simple assignment that was supposed to last 10 days. Oh, he's really cute. Is turning into something. Lana, I can't write this article. That could last a lifetime. I can't write it because it's just, I've gotten to know this guy. You're beautiful. You'll write the article. I want copy on my desk in 48 hours. Where's Andy Anderson? She's not here. Paramount Pictures presents... Andy! Kate Hudson. Oh, the woman is driving me crazy. Matthew McConaughey. Say it's good to talk to you, though, man. How to lose a guy in 10 days. True or false? All's fair in love and more. True. Great answer. Welcome to Quantum Recast. Uh, I'm your host, Corey. With me, as always, is Nick. Hey! And then we have a first-time guest. First time. Our buddy, Christian. Well, Christian's my friend. Is, are y'all fr- your we're, co-workers? We're friends. We work together. We, we were friends before that. Yeah, I would definitely say we're friends. Okay, I just know y'all are co-workers. I don't know if y'all have like, upgraded status to we're, we're buddies now. Yeah. Well, if, if not, this is the official upgrade. It's, it's official now. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, <laughs> That's well, all we came for. Welcome to this nightmare of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've been watching Christian have a near panic attack just trying to participate in this. So, Guys, uh, this is a really hard show to be a part of. Right? I, I got mad respect for both of you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, you didn't have to say that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> we definitely didn't tell them to say those exact words. It's, they might have paid me $25, but... Say it. <laughs> so, Christian, you are, um, we've known each other for a long time. We used to be in like punk rock bands together. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we both grew up, quit music Sorta. for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got really into movies and you got really into being a professional athlete for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still watched some movies when I was doing that though. Oh yeah. But like, but like you, you, you like strangely just one day was like, so people pay me to do triathlons. And <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's that. I mean, he was a drummer, so he's already in pretty good shape. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. That's true. All of that is true. Yeah. And now weird life. And now, uh, then, and then you kind of, you, you kind of X'd out swimming, but you still bike and run a lot. Yeah. And, um, but then you got into photography and now that's what you do for a living. Yeah. (laughs) So Christian's like the only human I know that can like get hobbies and then tell people to pay him to do it. (laughs) How do we get, how do we get that? Yeah. That's my question. How? (laughs) Explain to us. Guys. How do we take this from here? To where this is only what we do. Yeah, so we need you to join the podcast full time and convince someone to pay us to do it. Yeah, uh, any sponsors out there listening, um, we're accepting right now. This is the uh, open season for sponsors. So. Yeah, and uh, 
we we need good money. Please, There's a lot us. of offers. <laughs> um, so yeah, and but like, so you're not really a film buff, but you're kind of a specialist. He is. You you uh you you kind of major in rom coms and James Bond with like a minor in nineties action, right? <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of Disney sprinkled in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So that's kind of why uh we we're we're doing this movie today. Uh, you know, uh and uh what movie are we doing, Christian? We're doing How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And then what <laughs> what year are we taking it to, Nick? We're taking it all the way back to nineteen ninety. Oh man. Yeah. So if you're a first time listener, here's the premise of this podcast. We're gonna take a movie, uh, which in this case is uh the romantic comedy How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and we're gonna take it to the year nineteen ninety. Yes. And we're gonna recast this film based on actors that are available and relevant in nineteen ninety. Got it. So uh, but before we start, has anybody watched anything good lately? Uh, we'll start with you, Nick. I, I don't know if it, I mean I enjoyed it. I watched uh, Palm Springs a weekend or so ago, and Which, that was that was fun. It's a it's a basically a Groundhog Day style movie, but it's just not cold. It's not cold. Yeah, it's just not set in it somewhere cold. No, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like let's just take Groundhog Day, but put it let's like put in it nice in a weather. Summer experience at a at a destination wedding. It's like Andy Samberg said. I like that movie. Let's yeah. remake that movie, but <laughs> I don't want it to be in the snow. I want to be somewhere where I can just hang out and chill by the pool all day. Yeah, that was a good call. That was a good call. What about you, Christian? Uh, I recently watched Peanut Butter Falcon, Ooh. which is uh, Shia LaBeouf. That? Yeah, that's right. That yeah. guy. Dude, it was awesome. I, I recommend it things, highly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was all really right. good. But, uh, you know, take that from the film history that you just described of my life and, you know, make your own decision. Hey, I like it. I like it. It's a little out of your box almost. It is a little yeah, out of it your is, box. It is. It is. But it's heartfelt. And, you know, as we uh, progress through this podcast, you'll understand that's that's a lot of how I make my movie choices. Got it. Got Have it. you watched any rom-coms that are over two hours recently? <laughs> Uh, I did rewatch The Holiday not too long ago. <laughs> that is a two and a half hour. <laughs> that's two and a half hours. <laughs> yes, it is way too long. It what? is. A, it's a long movie, uh, but it's fantastic, and it's, it makes you feel. It's Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, and, and Jack, Jack, Jack Black, Black. <laughs> and his uh, weird uh, foray into romantic comedies. Yeah, well, don't d- forget what was the what was the rom com, the fake rom com from The Office that he was in, oh, where he falls in love with the old lady, old woman from like with a. Flores Leachman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that. Uh, but I don't think Jack Black in rom-coms stuck, you know? Well, uh, I think because his first one was Shallow Hal, which is aged poorly because yeah. it's like yeah. about... It, well, he learns his lesson. He does. It, he learns so. his lesson. But it's a weird movie. Yeah. So, yeah. What right. have you watched, Corey? Uh, I revisited 1992's Buffy the Vampire Slayer completely randomly. It was just on a streaming service, and I was like, dude, my sister used to watch this all the time when I was a kid, because that was like right in her wheelhouse in 92, because she was like 13. Okay. And so, uh, it is, it's not great. No? (laughs) No. (laughs) It was definitely better when I was a kid. Got it. Donald Sutherland looks like he is being held at gunpoint to be in that movie, and he (laughs) dies about halfway through, and he looks relieved. Like, he's just like, oh, thank goodness, I'm out of this. They've come for me. This is a wrap. It's weird. It's got Luke Perry and Rutger Hauer. It's weird. But it spawned a TV show that was apparently really popular. Right. But I've yeah, never yeah. seen one episode not of it. Not one? No, not oh. a single one. What year did that movie come out? 92. 92. Yeah. And yeah, then Josh Whedon got it. popular, and they said, hey, we're going to make a show out of this, because I have power now. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. 
All right, so we are tackling how to lose a guy in 10 days. How do you do it, Corey? Um, <laughs> I have to know. For, for, for a friend. We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Um, came out in 2003. Okay. Uh, strong, strong. Good year. Good year. This <laughs> yeah. is a solid year. I was about to graduate high school. Um, and then uh, directed by Donald Petrie. Donald Petrie. Who is, uh, this is pretty much his wheelhouse. Like the dish? Yes, like the Petri okay. dish. All right, just making sure, yeah. Um, he's probably somewhere going, Petri, Petri. <laughs> they never respect me. It's Donald Petrier. Donald Petrier. My goodness. Uh, he's French. Um, he is now. <laughs> he's a, French, a very French new wave filmmaker who just who sees the true true form of rom-coms yeah. and family-friendly movies. Yeah, he's re- his wheelhouse is just like really like, Fun date, wholesome family movie. Well, mostly like, wholesome, like Mystic Pizza and like Richie Rich, and, and then How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. He is pretty, but that's his wheelhouse. It's like he wasn't gonna like tread new ground in filmmaking, but they said, "Hey, that guy, he can get this movie done." So we only have thirty days to shoot it. It is uh, based on a book by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. It's based off of a book? Yep, and I have not read it, so we can't really do book v. movie. I thought it was an article, Corey. Mm, yeah, you would think so. But well, it pre- turns into an article. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a book that needed two authors. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I wonder, is it a fiction book, or is it like a real how-to book? Like they actually did what, was in the, what happens in the movie? I wonder, because it's got two authors. It's almost like it's like a psychology book. Like, like the hey, person that did it, did it, and then like you have the person that it was done to, like commentary? I don't know, Christian, a you, rebuttal? Need to, you need to read this book. Well, yeah, I, I think I will go read the book, but also if Mr. Petrie's listening, maybe he'll uh, let us know, you know? Yeah. Hey, write, write us. Uh, where do they write us, Corey? Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Preferably <laughs> yeah, Twitter, yeah. at Quantum right. Recast. Hit us up, uh, yeah, Donald any- Petrier. Or, or if anyone else knows, we're really genuinely curious. Yeah, or I, at really, least I, am. I really want to know if it's a fiction book or a nonfiction book. Um, so uh, uh, one of the screenplay writers, uh, it had three, um, yeah. that turned this book by two authors into a movie, um, uh, was named Burr Spe- uh, Steers, or Spears, one of the two, and he's the guy that Samuel L. Jackson shoots in Pulp Fiction on the couch. Oh. Yeah. Well, he he just got into writing and directing movies. Interesting. Uh, but I still think he's probably most famous for being shot by Samuel L. Jackson. He didn't really do anything in that movie. He no. just sits there. His name's Roger he, and he gets shot. Yeah. He's extremely scared. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would be too, right? Before right. Being you know. shot, though. If Samuel L. Jackson walked in with a gun, I'd be totally nervous. A lot of, a lot of MFers and then, yeah, death. So, it's normally um, how it goes. So, useless critic stats. Christian, okay. I know you love this movie, but get prepped. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a it's got a respectable six point four on IMDb. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Not it's bad. got a meta score of forty five. Still kind of hovering around the middle. Yeah, critics on Rotten Tomatoes forty two percent. But what do they know? But the, I mean, this aud- isn't their wheelhouse. The audience score, yeah, a respectable seventy seven. That's right. Yeah, in Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. General C plus. audiences were like, that was delightful. Yeah. So. Uh, Roger Ebert, not a fan. <laughs> Is he ever a fan of anything? <laughs> not really. I think he has a like a really like weird sadomasochist like relationship with movies. <laughs> He's like, I hate them all, but I'm gonna write about them. So uh, he gave it one and a half stars. Okay. 
he wow, uh that's mean his opening like statement of the review is i'm just about ready to write off movies in which people make bets about whether they will or will not fall in love <laughs> <laughs> and then his biggest critique is he says the premise is fundamentally unsound since it subverts every love scene with a lying subtext okay he, his biggest problem he ends with in life it is unpleasant and makes the audience sad He's mad because it's not realistic. <laughs> well, has anyone checked out whether or not he was going through a breakup at that time or something? I mean, this sounds like a bitter I feel like person. we need to read Roger Ebert's yeah. biography so we can just know. <laughs> at this point in life, he just got through a really rough divorce. And so his reviews were kind of on the rude side. Yeah, especially for the rom-com side of things. Yeah. I, I think he's just, uh, he doesn't want to let himself go there, you know? And you have to for those kind of movies. You have to just let go and, and get into the theater and just enjoy yourself. That's right. He does sound like he just found out Siskel paid some woman to date him or bet some woman and he's just like, and he had to watch this movie. He's like, this isn't even real. Love isn't real. It doesn't work. Oh man, he's so wrong. Oh man, uh, stars Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Um, this was woo. the this was the run for Matthew McConaughey when he was just doing rom coms and and kind of light action years. Wait, which one is he in with J Lo? Is that the Wedding Planner? Yes. yes, that does predate this. Does it predate this? Okay. But then he goes on a weird indie run and then he comes back here. It's like well, he no, no. He also did like Failure to Launch and stuff. Well, that's later. Oh, okay. This is kind of the run of the big run. Got it. But okay. he did dip his toe in with J Lo like a few years before. Right. Then he made some weird movies and said, "Well, these don't pay as much." So. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got his money, and then he had the McConaughey where he won his Oscar. Was in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. He, and now, True now Detective. He just, just kind of does whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, which is, hey, respect. All right. He so, does he does car commercials now. That's true. The <laughs> yeah, he's also become very active on Instagram as Has well. He? Yeah, you should go check it out. He's oh uh, wait, I think I follow him. Yeah, uh, he's kind of political, but you know, All right. he, he's he's active. I I kind of like it. It feels uh, connected. All right, <laughs> nice. Okay. Right. Um, right. so here's where we can hand out wrestling titles okay. to people in the movie. Got it. <laughs> so Got we're it. gonna start off with heavyweight champion, which is like. Who did this movie really rely on to sell tickets? What got butts in the seats? I think it was Matthew McConaughey that got butts in seats. Because this is a rom-com and you're selling to a very heavy female demographic. And a lot of this movie is, let's find excuses to have Matthew McConaughey shirtless. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and, and it happens a lot, yeah. you know? <laughs> it happens a few too many times. You're, you're not wrong. In weird I moments. would agree with Nick on that. Well, you guys work together. Does either of one of you just walk into the office and take your shirt off and change shirts in front of everybody? I mean, no. sometimes. <laughs> but after watching, rewatching this, uh, I looked at his office setup and he has two friends that basically pick out his shirt and dress him and do everything. And I was thinking about like, you know, making that an arrangement at my workplace. <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to walk in, ride a motorcycle in, in my street clothes and then have my friends change me. I mean, right there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you go throw me a shirt. What if they should throw you the wrong shirt? The problem is, is no, he he tells them in the movie they give him two options and he gets to pick. So oh, that's okay. that's the kind of setup. The problem that I is, want. is that he has like an office, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Even though the <laughs> blinds are open, we live in a we work in an open air yeah, area. It's very true, <laughs> where everybody can see everything. I don't think that would work on any office level at this point in definitely history. not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, there would definitely be some sexual harassment meetings afterwards yeah. 
What have we learned, Matthew? Don't take your shirt off. But we can dream. We can dream. We can dream. Christian, do you agree it's Matthew McConaughey? I do. I think that, yeah, like Nick said, I mean, he's just, you know, a real hunk. So, yeah, I have to give it to Matt McConaughey. I, I like, wrestled with Kate Hudson, but I looked at their movies leading up, and Matthew yeah. McConaughey was more of a, on a run. Yeah, totally. Like, Kate Hudson had Almost Famous three years before, then she kind of stumbled a little bit and yeah. came back with this, but... Matthew was staying pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably the bigger name here. Uh, Intercontinental Champion, which is who carried this film? Honestly, I think it might have been Kate Hudson. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, Matthew's role is very, yeah, I'm the big stud and very reactionary humor. But he's just got to take his shirt off a Yeah, lot. he's got to take his shirt off a lot. Kate has to do a lot of like comedic and high energy stuff when she's basically selling herself as crazy and thinking of all the stuff and then she, but then she has to turn around and go back to being like regular Kate where she's enjoying the basketball and rooting for the Knicks to try and win a championship which is strange. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. It's it's like she's playing two characters yeah. whereas Matthew McConaughey really only has to focus on being Matthew kind of McConaughey. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true to form. So are you also giving it to Kate? I think so. She's, yeah. I think she's the workhorse. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any arguing either of those. I I wrote down Matt as like holding two belts. Oh, okay. Um, but I do also in the research of this movie remember reading a lot how Kate Hudson had to like she improvised a lot of her stuff. So yeah. you might be right. They they did talk about how like a lot of her stuff was pretty improvised. That's so, pretty impressive. So yeah, you're right. I think it's Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll give it to her. <laughs> Nick's already got one on the board. <laughs> All right, so finally, tag team champion of the movie. What duo mm. came in strong? So, yeah. for the, And this is a film full of duos. There's a lot really of duos. Is. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they, the, the duos are the tag team champs. Well, I would say... Well... Okay, first of all, you have two leads. That's a yeah, duo. Then right. the girl has two friends. The guy has two friends. It's and very then there's much... two competitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, most aside from the two leads, most of the duos are set up like actual wrestling tag team champions. Like one of them has a lot of lines. Yeah. And one just does, has... does most of the match. Yeah. And then one comes in and kind of goes, I'm here. Right. <laughs> so, hey, I'm, um, I'm the voice of reason, or I'm just here to say one funny line. All right, Nick, who do you think? Um, I think that the tag team championship definitely goes in one part to Catherine Hahn as okay. the as the Michelle who who is like lovesick and and then she has to like help Kate Hudson out by or Andy I guess in this movie by being a uh, psychologist and stuff. She definitely carries a lot of the load for the supporting characters. Mm-hmm. I would say, and then I would say the other half of that tag team probably goes to uh, Kate Hudson, Andy's boss. Because she just comes in and just oversells so much of the movie. Like, yeah, this is true. By like grandiosely saying yes. the title of the movie at the 12-minute mark. Three, not only 12 minutes in, but then like two other times in the movie. Lana Jong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Played by B.B. Newworth of Frasier and Cheers fame. Exactly. So, yeah. No, she says how to lose a guy in 10 days. And like she's like announcing it. You expect like a rainbow to go across the screen and leave the title there because she is just like how I I figured it would just break down. We'd have like a musical James Bond type intro of like how to lose. If the movie was going to go into a musical, it would have that would have been the moment there. That would have been the first. That was the signal. You would heard the bing bing. Oh man! (laughs) And she just starts dancing, and everyone's like. 
What's happening? But guys, she had to write the article, so they That's had true. to say the name of yeah. the article. Yeah, you know? it's true. I mean, you got to give them twelve minutes, and then they say the article, and then we move on. And yeah, we, we yeah. enjoy the movie. Yeah, it's true. You just knock it up, set it down. It's it's a rom com. It's pretty easy to write. It's fantastic. That's what you meant to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> great. So, Grishan, who, who's your tag team champion? So, I think my tag team champion. I don't know. Is it legal for me to uh, like? I think that the. the combination and the chemistry between Ben and Tony is what sells it for me. Because okay. Tony's character, uh, played by Adam Goldberg, is just fantastic. He's kind of this dry, witty guy who yeah. you know spurs on all of Matthew McConaughey's crazy ideas and, yes. and stuff. And so I don't know. To me, like that that friend is uh is kind of what makes most rom coms and I think he pulls it off. And when Adam Goldberg getting beat up in the climax of Daisy oh. Confused, it is Woodard, played by Matthew McConaughey, who comes and breaks up the fight. That's so right. they kind of have that bond. Yeah, and maybe they're really legitimately friends. This is the sequel that we didn't know. Yeah, this is they grew up, and this is where they're at now. Yeah, yeah. after they graduated high school in '78, <laughs> they're 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 now ad people in New York and. In 2003. Uh, 2003. They're aged really well. They seem to be doing well, though. There's, yeah. We're missing the middle movie where there's a time travel aspect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just wrote Tony and Thayer down, the two okay. friends. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Because I just like their chemistry. Uh, Thomas Lennon's really funny, and he has made a living playing that same character, essentially, You know, I thought, I thought he was like an SNL lum, but he's never been on Saturday no. Night Live. No. He, he should be. He, he, should he, he like comes it. off as like, yeah, he's a, he's just a Saturday Night Live, right? Guy. Yeah. He, but I I think that they're the most well rounded of the duos. Yeah, I would um, say the strongest yeah. of the duo because because it's like you said, like her uh, Andy's friends, like yeah, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, and then there's a lot, and the then Jeannie character, and Jeannie does nothing. Yeah, and then, and then the with the Judies. The Judies, you have uh, Spears, who does most of the antagonistic work, and yeah. then the other one's just the mean girl following along. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have questions about okay. how to lose a guy <laughs> in 10 days. I do, too. You're trying to get rid of a guy? Okay. For, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so first of all, Christian, I have to ask, do you prefer rom-com or chick flick? I like rom-com, but that's, I don't know. Chick flick has always had a weird connotation. Like, it's a, dero it's a yeah, derogative it's term. It's a little derogatory at this point, yeah. I guess. Oh, you like those chick so, flicks. And to me, rom-com sums it up. Like, you're getting a romance element and a comedy element. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to me, it, it makes sense. It's like sense. sitcom. Yeah, Situational exactly. comedy. I, okay, so I, I researched this and kind of read up on it. And I re Okay, so I think it's like where... All chick flicks or or all rom coms or chick flicks, not all chick flicks or rom coms. Oh, really? Kind of thing. So, because I think what it is is a rom com is it is a movie about two people that need to fall in love or okay. something of the. But that's not all chick flicks because uh. you know, like Thelma and Louise is a chick flick, but that's like about like them murdering a would be rapist and going on the run. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. and then <laughs> and then like uh, the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. That's yeah. chick flick, but that's about breaking up. Yeah. So it's not, and so I think that's the case, and I think chick flicks is just kind of like you said, like almost a derogatory term now, where it's like it's marketed towards towards women, women even though. So this is definitely both, and I guess at yeah. the time was both, but I I I like ro romantic comedy better. Yeah. Same as well. 
because they've also been around. It's one of the oldest genres in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, like that's because it works, guys. Well, I'm so, so glad we're formula. having this podcast right now. <laughs> They're great date movies, is what it is. I mean, well, you, you, I mean that's arguable. I watched this one by myself <laughs> <laughs> in '03. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, I think I watched the holiday by myself too in theaters, and was definitely like, oh, man, we're at two hours, and like we're still not wrapped up. Okay, <laughs> so, no, but they do they do work for dates as well, though. I mean, I think I think it appeals to a wide variety of person, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you go back to like the fifties. It like it happened one night. Clark Gable was in a lot of romantic comedies. Buster Keaton's silent films was usually about a lovable goofball yeah. trying to impress a girl. So I mean, they've been around for yeah. as long as films have. Whereas chick flick is just something I think that came into like I think that's like an eighties term that's just like found ground and kind of stuck around. So yeah, but. I, I think this is better known as a romantic comedy. I think romantic comedy is a better term for it. So I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, what were Andy's expectations for going to write for Composure magazine? Shit. <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. You, just, you 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 go in, you do the work. You're not proud of the work that you do. Here's but where she's the like, wheels fall But she's off. trying to pitch weird things, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, you work for Cosmopolitan. It's just spelled differently I in mean, the movie. It's a good point. It's a very strong point. She, <laughs> could she not like do like put her like writing in for the New York Times or something? You're telling me you have a master's from Columbia, and you can't get a job at a newspaper. Listen, it's, <laughs> listen, it's hard out there for women, Corey. Okay? okay, listen, I would rather write for a magazine, uh, just as a person who's written for, for a couple of things, and uh, I think that that composure was an offshoot, if if I'm not mistaken, or the way it was written, was an offshoot of Com- Cosmopolitan. So it was like one of their other magazines. Oh, okay. And so she was writing for them, and yeah, I have no idea why she's pitching like legitimate stuff, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how to how to because lose a guy in darn it, is, is darn perfect. it, we have to round out her character because <laughs> well, the her whole thing's like I want to write real things. I'm like, then quit your job. Yeah, we had exactly. to get a lot of exposition in really quick and yeah. show that she's just not a ditzy other girl. Right. It's like Nick pitching a Walking Dead type show to Nickelodeon. It's like, why are you working here? <laughs> no, you can't make the I Uber Violet write show. Important stuff that's long and drawn out and just leaves you hanging for six months. <laughs> and now that you've asked that question, it really makes me uh, think about the way that they say the title at 12 minutes into the movie. <laughs> like, they are definitely trying to set set up the movie way too quickly. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I agree now. But yeah, it is it's 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 literally Nick saying, I want to do a show about like a Colombian drug lord. And I'm like, dude, this is Disney. He's like, Yeah, but it's twelve. He's twelve. It's funny. It's a twelve year old Colombian drug lord. It's like, he gets out. into hijinks. It's like, no, you're gonna no. Go write your talking dog show. Well listen, maybe 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 when she took the job, she thought, Well, I can work my way into something else and then she realized that the benefits were great and they wanted to keep her and so now she's like stuck writing these articles that she hates and she just wants out, man. I know I know, but like okay, so if composure is supposed to be like Cosmo, I don't think you take the job thinking They'll eventually let me write about like <laughs> hunger in Africa. Yeah, well, maybe she was using it as a stepping stone. You yeah, know? I mean, resume yeah, builder. It looks good on the resume. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that. So, but maybe leave your ideas out of the pitch meeting. <laughs> it is something. It, it, it is something like we we start the movie and that's immediately what we know. She's like, I want to write important stuff, and we don't hear anything else about it. It's literally true. until like the end when she's like, she quits and she goes to like 
uh, try to apply other places, which I, I think that's one of the things I would say about the movie is that Andy's character is a little underdeveloped in the sense that it's like yeah. we threw a lot of exposition at the front to kind of make it sound like she's just not she's not she doesn't fit into the cosmopolitan magazine style. And then the, the weird part for me was when she went to visit with the family and like she kind of talks about like, you know, I love this place. Like I love how it's it, it's almost like there's there was this part where they wanted it to be like she's this big city girl yeah. and she likes the more regular. But we don't ever see like her reg, a life where she's like stuck around all these yuppies or something and she just kind of feels hollow and stuff like right. you kind of get that out of the cosmopolitan thing, but it's not really. It, the the contrast between those is never really brought up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like a knife in the heart because yeah. he has a great family. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. She could have skipped all this and just applied for other jobs and not had to worry about this article. Never met Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have this great film that just warms our hearts. <laughs> I, think right, it's, I think it's probably simply a man wrote the first draft and some women came in and said, can she like want more? <laughs> can she have dreams and ambitions can outside she, like, of a fashion magazine? <laughs> It's like, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And this was in 1990. So, yeah. you know. Or th this was 2003. But Well, yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah. But uh, basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Wim it. Women were having a difficult time, you know. 2003 doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it is it like is. way before it's, a lot of these conversations yeah. were yeah, happening. It so. is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, women in the workplace was a different landscape. Okay. So also NBA finals in... Uh, Listen, in 2003 and four or in, four and five, it's going to be, let's call it 2000. Well, it's in 2003. So it's actually 2002, 2003. Yes. Which and is, it's the New York Knicks and the, the Sacramento Kings. Now, to be fair, the Kings were good. The Kings the were good at the time. Yes. But the Knicks were like starting to trail off at that this point. Is, this is the beginning of the Knicks and never yeah. ever seeing like a playoff like, run. Like their last <laughs> bona fide star, again. which really wasn't that big of a star, is Stefan Marbury, yeah. who's on this team with Latrell Sprewell, who makes like the game winning shot. But these guys go on to be like one of them is kind of a role player and, and stuff on Marbury goes to China and becomes a legend there. But we never hear from him ever again. <laughs> so first of all, it's ridiculous that the Knicks are like being right. said are in the NBA finals. <laughs> yeah. In 2003. Yeah. At like completely weird. How, however, also, it also seems like this entire plot point just doesn't need to be in the movie. Like it's almost like they like you saw the movie Fever Pitch, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like. Do you think that the writers, Jimmy Fallon, saw that and went, wait, what if we made a movie that was just about the Red Sox in the playoffs? This is great. It's like they, they were trying to use it kind of as a framing device in this movie, but well, it wasn't necessary because the whole framing device was literally the 10 days they had to get each other or get rid of each other or get each other to love each other. It's super weird. Yeah. Every time they're like, when they're, even when they're at the Knicks game and the Knicks tickets keep coming up, I was like, this is not like necessary to the plot no it just and it seems like a lot of work to get two a-listers into msg and right. film during an actual game like they and they could have just done any regular season game well, like but i think, I think they it want, was yeah. yeah but i think so. they wanted to have it the playoffs no no it so was that, the playoffs yeah no. it was because it was game one and then like three and yeah. then like seven well and and i mean i think they did that so that within the span of 10 days they could go to multiple games you mm -hmm. know what i mean because yeah. otherwise you would only have i don't think it's the playoffs it's Whatever. the finals no, you're, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. because finals. it doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense if they yeah. don't. Because Sacramento's in the West and yeah. New York's in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Well, she so. had to test them. You know, she was trying to. <laughs> she had to test them, guys. I mean, 
I see what you're saying, but I think it's a crucial point. <laughs> okay, the other the other big like thing this does is that somehow they go and watch Celine Dion in concert in New York at the same time as that's, a playoff game in New York. That's plausible. No, because they both need MSG. Where is Celine Dion going to play that's not Madison Square Garden? She would not go to the Barclays Center, She's, which I don't even know if is in existence at this point. It's not in 2003 because it's still the New Jersey Nets. Oh, okay. And, uh, She's not going to Jersey. She's not going to Radio City Music Hall. That's not big enough. So It's an exclusive stripped down uh, performance. That's what I, Yeah, that's, that with, had to be with, what it was. With friends. She just stopped by. She had some friends. She put on a little local show, <laughs> and some people went to it. I don't it was, know what the problem was. It was an insider Corey. scoop. I, th- I think, honestly, like when I was watching this last night with my wife, that's when I freaked out the most. I was like, what? They, no. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the answer, though. Here's the answer for you, is that NBA Finals, they they jump from city to city. So, no, it, but they, so it was an away game. He thought they had tickets to it, so it was supposed to be in New York. Uh, uh, and I'm sorry, but Celine is not playing anything under MSG. Because then he would have been like, well, the Kings and the Knicks are playing in Sacramento today, I thought. I'm willing yeah. to secede that maybe she was playing a football stadium. And pet, she could have been out. at the old Yankee Stadium. Oh, that's also true. But it doesn't look like the Yankee yeah, no, Stadium. It, does, it looks like they're coming right out of it. It looks like they're coming straight out of Madison Square Garden. Right, yeah. So. Right before Godzilla lays his eggs in there. Yeah. Either way, they saw Celine Dion together. I mean, come on. This is building their love, guys. Okay, so honest answer. Would either of you be disappointed having seen Celine Dion? Because I would have been like, this not. is awesome. Me too. I don't know how many Celine Dion songs I know. But the ones you do know are worth it. I guess, yeah. There's no, like, what is it? It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. And then the Titanic song. Do you believe in love? No, that's that's Cher. That's Excuse Cher. me, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, not going to enjoy this concert See, at no, all. No, exactly. <laughs> you're, not, you're like looking over at Kate Hudson. When is he going to do... <laughs> <laughs> like, when does Cher. the Titanic song come on? Isn't when does she sing that doesn't impress me much? Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh yeah, it's like that's those are share songs. Stop it. So, um okay. So, did when y'all were watching this, did it make did at any point y'all think like this movie made New York seem like it was on one street, like one square block? Yes. <laughs> For being like set in New York, they didn't use much of New York at all. And it's like, like they were all at the same bars, yeah. the same restaurants. Mm-hmm. They all were like in the same building somehow. It, it, it was <laughs> shot a lot like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was all sets, you know? <laughs> it's like friends and it's like, man, they just go in this apartment, this coffee shop, and that is it. Yes. <laughs> so, Let me tell you about the time I met your mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. E- even when he's riding his motorcycle, it's like one block <laughs> that he's riding in. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, I was Felt like thinking small. the budget might have been small on this one. Yeah. We can afford this block. They we spent have, we every Everything for, to get McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. We got McConaughey. All right. All we convinced right, all Kate right. Hudson because she's not doing, hasn't been in many big movies. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was making sure it wasn't just me. Okay. And then um, let me ask you this. Oh, hey, did either of y'all notice that like somewhere towards the end, like somewhere around the hour 24 mark, when uh, they get through visiting his parents, Matthew McConaughey's parents, and he's dropping her back off at the hotel and like saying, I'll pick you up for the gala. Her pants are unbuttoned, and it's like an intentional fashion choice. What? No, I did not notice that. Yeah, I was like, I was like trying to think back to 2003. I was like, is this a thing? I mean, I was in high school. I don't remember a girl say like unbuttoning their pants and then like making this weird fold out of it. It was really weird. That is weird. And I was uh-huh. like, either this is a huge mistake, 
because the rest of the shot is like waist up. It's like the cameraman said, oh. Well, early 2000s was a weird time for fashion. And so. that's why I question it. I'm yeah. like, this might have, maybe Kate Hudson made a choice here. This is all the women are going to be doing this after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't know if anyone else noted. I just wrote it down. Okay, so the last, the big question. Do they make it? Does this last? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are I you think sh- it does. They, it's been 10 days, regardless. <laughs> well, <laughs> they went through the ringer together. They, they did. They, they haven't did. even I gone mean, through an election year together. <laughs> <laughs> like, Is that rom-com coming out soon? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you writing Republican. that, Nick? <laughs> He's a Democrat. <laughs> and they've made bets. <laughs> yeah, but, but think about all the experiences they went through. I mean, she saw him at his worst. He saw her at her worst. Then they lied to each other, which, you know, relationships. And then they, they went got, to therapy together. They went to therapy together that was fake. That wasn't and a lie. <laughs> it might have been illegal. I mean, they went through everything together in those 10 days. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with they make it. You think they make it? I huh? think they do. Okay. And you, and you also agree? I mean, my thing is, it looked like she quit her job and like was going yeah. to Washington to get a better job. Is He's, he going to go with her? Or is he going to be like, babe, sorry, but you got to stay here and go back to the fashion magazine? <laughs> Washington's only like three hours away. He's rich now. Yeah, he, he is rich. So. He's, he's got oh, he a is. diamond uh, company. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, he's, he's, he's representing the marketing for right. the diamond yeah. company. I don't think he gets free diamonds. Well, but they yeah, did at the gala. But I mean, yeah, that's I true. mean, diamonds are our girl's best friend, <laughs> allegedly. That's what the ad sold us to say. Oh well, okay. So Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson would make another rom com a few years later called Fool's Gold, and they play a divorce couple. So uh, dude, I'm just saying. So so okay, that might be true, <laughs> but Fool's Gold is another great film. Okay, <laughs> and we're doing that at some point. Okay, hold on. This brings me to a great question. So, okay, so Nicolas Cage has the holy trinity of 90s action movies okay. with, with The Rock, Face Off, and Con Air. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, surely there's a holy trilogy of chick flicks, but it, so it's got to be this one. Yeah. Failure to launch. Yeah. What's the third one, Christian? Um, I mean, I would have to say Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's that's, a really good that's one. That's a strong way I to think finish that's it, it off. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay, because you—it's it, almost like making fun of the fact that he's been in so many rom-coms. That's coms. it. Yeah, I it mean, is it, a little meta. Yeah, at yeah. that point, it's it. It is meta, and the cast is great in that one as well. Oh, like Michael just, Douglas kills it. Yeah, <laughs> and I just and he learns a valuable lesson about relationships and who he is. And Hopefully, finally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, he keeps learning these lessons. Right? Yeah, over What's and over on? again. <laughs> so we're all in agreement that that's Matthew McConaughey's. The, that's the third installment. Yeah, that's his trilogy. Okay, all right. I, I have a question it. for you. Yes. Did anybody else just feel very, like, the soundtrack to this movie was just all over the place? Oh, it's super weird. Yeah. Because one minute we have, like, very, like, late 90s alternative rock, and then we jump into Nelly's It's Hot in Here. Yeah, <laughs> which is a weird date move. Yeah, and then, and then which he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not supposed to sleep with her. I'm supposed to, long term, got to make her love me. And then he switches to, like, Marvin Gaye, or what does he switch to? Is it? It's like something. It, yeah. Uh, they try to make it, they, they sing it to each other. Remember at the gala, oh, right? Isn't that the you're same so song? Vain? I don't know if it's the same oh, no, song. The same they song. sing it later. I just I remember them she plays bringing it, that one up. Yeah. She plays it when she brings over all the stuff. That's place right. In his house and or apartment. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I just know they had that really good Gin Blossom song at the end. Yeah, yeah, they threw that because I was just like, this I, kind of fits. But and I like, was like, man, this song's like 10 years old at this point, yeah. but that nice. Yeah, there, there were some good songs, but yeah. There was a really lot of random, random, like, what is this doing here? Yeah. It's 2003, so every movie's got to have a soundtrack. CDs are still selling. And it's like they called someone and said, hey, do you have this track listing? Rather than like, oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I'm sending it to you right now. They just went through their iPod. Let me, let me just <laughs> let me just run down the track list a little bit for you. So you got like somebody like you by Keith Urban. Okay. Oh you, yeah, which I called that one as soon as it started playing. I was like, that's Keith Urban. I knew it. So I just want to say you've that you've got Who Do You Love by George Thorogood. Uh, Follow You Down by the Jim Blossoms. That's a great song. You're You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Kiss Me, Sixpence None the Richer, which is like just the cliche yes, rom-com 100%. song. 100%. Uh, it works, though. But that's yeah. a great song. It's, it is. And then the, I guess they did include Nelly in there because it was like 30 seconds. But <laughs> Nice. Uh, get the true out. Spotify playlist will have Nelly's yeah. song here. That is a weird. Yeah, that's a that's an odd soundtrack for sure. But it was 2003. The music world was like in disarray. It didn't oh, know what it wanted true. to be. That had to be like one of Keith Urban's like bigger breaks, right? <laughs> I mean, is that what made I'm Keith Urban? I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I don't really remember him being on a whole lot of movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't really know his career, but Matthew maybe McConaughey was just like, hey, I know this guy. You can. <laughs> Maybe oh, the person in charge of the soundtrack, like it just like saw Keith Urban in a bar somewhere in Australia and like something like bought a CD in there. and it's like, yeah, this guy. And ever since everybody's like, I like that song. <laughs> and now we have Keith Urban. Well, I don't know if that's how it really went down, but that's how I'm saying it went down. Is he the one that's married to Nicole Kidman now? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. He's he. This is all where it started. Yep, he's the guy that... She heard uh, the song and said, I have to get away from Tom. Yeah, stepped into <laughs> Tom Cruise's shoes there. His tiny shoes. I think he... No, this was Short. this was post-Kidman. This was like right before he jumped on the couch, right? I think so. Or this was... Yeah, because he... Yeah, Batman, Batman Begins is 2005. She doesn't make it to... Katie Holmes doesn't make it to The Dark Knight. So that was probably like 2005, 6... Probably 2006. I think, I think Nicole and Tom broke up in the late 90s. Okay. Right around Eyes Wide Shut or Got something. Got it. Okay. I don't right know. Right after that experience. Yeah. <laughs> after, after going through that together, they were like, I don't think I want to be married I, to you anymore. Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the year, 1990. Okay. Right. So we're all alive, technically. Technically. Barely. Three years in. <laughs> yeah. I just... You, I just want to say that that that's this is really difficult to cast something when you're three years old. Okay, guys, <laughs> I haven't I, I I didn't grow up watching all of these movies. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, I was five, so I'm, I have a little more cognitive like cognitive awareness, I guess. Like <laughs> most of mine is based around cartoons but and I've, children's movies at this point. Yeah, but I also like older movies, so I've gone back and watched a lot of this. So okay, so normally I just randomly name off a bunch of movies, but I'm actually just going to give us the top ten at the box office of 1990. Okay. Oh, good. So coming in at number ten was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original, which I think was my first theater experience. Oh, nice. I think so. Uh, <laughs> that was a really this might dark have also movie. been my first year of theater experience because yeah. I think this is when the Jetsons came out, the cartoon. Mm. What a nerd. It was not mine. Num- I was. <laughs> Number nine, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, that, that Arnold <laughs> classic that's being shunned by people in Portland yeah. on the far left. Yeah. Uh, eight, Presumed Innocent. 
which is a Harrison Ford movie I have never seen. Yeah, is that a is that a Jack Ryan movie? I don't. Maybe it is might that be the him? one where he says, "Where's my family?" It's yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's Harrison Ford and Raul Julia. So I'm definitely need to watch it because I'm all about that life. Number seven is Die Hard Two. Oh yeah. Uh, six Back to the Future Three. Okay. Oh, all right. Five Great. is Total Recall. Oh. Four yeah. Dances with Wolves. Oh right, man. Right. Three. Pretty Woman. Okay. <laughs> Julia Roberts. Two, Home Alone. Nice. Yes. And coming in at number one in the box office in 1990. Any guesses? I really don't know. Go Ghost. Oh, okay. Ghost yes. was number one. Ghost, Ghost was number well one. Well deserved. World this is the perfect year for oh this goodness. podcast episode. $517 million worldwide. Wow. Wow. Which is about how much an Avengers movie cost to make how? now. <laughs> that is... <laughs> When was the last time a rom com like that? Or it's not really. That's a, a, it's a romance. No, that's a, it's a, like a drama. Sci fi drama. Ro- yeah. yeah, that's a. That's not a comedy. But that's not a movie. Means. That's not the kind of movie you see like in the, the number one of the box office anymore. No, not really. But that's a great movie. It is a fantastic movie. I mean, it's got Whoopi Goldberg, so there's some comedic stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Um. Every. So, do you guys have any movies from 1990 that you just love? I mean, Ghost. As, as cliche as that is, <laughs> I really do love it. I mean, I, I have seen a lot more of those than I thought that I had. Um, I mean, Die Hard's always awesome. Uh, what else was on? Tremors there? came There's out this year as that, well. Uh, yeah, Tremors came Tremors, out. Yeah, so a lot of sequels came out. Yeah, like also young, RoboCop two, Young Guns two, Gremlins right. two, Rocky five, Child's Play two, Rocky five, Exorcist three, another Forty Eight Hours. Uh, Predator 2, Look Who's Talking to. Godfather Part 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rescuers Down Under. Oh, solid sequel. I love that movie. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked Flatliners a lot. I love that movie. And I also like Edward Scissorhands. And then Arachnophobia came out this year, which was like the first movie to really <laughs> ever terrify me because it's just about spiders. Dude. Yeah. I have not seen any of the horror genre you're not a horror guy. I'm not a horror guy yeah. at all. Um, Ernest goes to jail. That's oh, yeah. kind of a sequel. It's have you guys ever hilarious. seen? Have you guys ever seen Memphis Bell? I think I remember watching it in school. It's like no. a. Yeah, I want to say I, I think did it's see World that. War II, maybe, and it's like a a team, like pilot. They're on a ship, a plane, but it's got like Eric Stoltz, Sean Austin, Billy Zane, Matthew Modine. That's like, a solid cast. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty strong. Okay. I think. I wonder if I, no, because McFly. Yeah, Michael J. Fox is in. Uh, no, he's in. Uh, well, they back filmed, to the Future Three. They did film those back to back. Harry Connick Jr., D.B. Sweeney, John Lithgow. Like it's a pretty strong cast. That is yeah. a really strong cast. Yeah. Just add Kevin Bacon, and you got a and real solid made, movie. Let me look at the cast here. <laughs> Keep going, and I'll just I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, nah, he made Tremors this year. Oh, oh yeah, right. true. So, yeah. well, I mean, I guess the world's not like our podcast. You can make more than one movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, speaking of Tom and Nicole, they made Days of Thunder this year. This there is where, it is. This is where they fell in love. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. The Oscars of 1990. Uh, the nominees were Godfather Part 3, which is weird because well, that, that movie's weird. garbage. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, Goodfellas. It works, though. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Goodfellas, Ghost. That's Corey's way of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have it. I mean, you can't have Godfather 1 and 2 and then 
I mean, sorry, I'm derailing. I mean, you, you can, but you can, but it, it wouldn't be fulfilled. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they had, they only had Force Awakens and Last Jedi, so it works. Nick, Nick likes to pretend a lot of movies don't oh, aren't real. No. Uh, what? what are we I'm not taking that one. All right, what 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 else? Corey? Okay, so Goodfellas, Godfather Part Three, Ghost, and Awakenings were the nominees, and the winner dances with wolves. Oh, well deserved. <laughs> You're okay with that? Yeah. Are you I okay am. with it taking it over a ghost? That's the other one. That's the other movie that I really, I really like that movie. Okay. All right. Nice. I like Dances with Wolves a lot. I need to I, watch it. I cast it so many You've never seen it? Out I, of that movie. I haven't. Dude, yeah. You, yeah. you need to. I know. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, okay. So this is where I usually do the junk drawer facts about the movie. Okay. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days does not have a lot of lore and legend to it. No, no, no. no. Okay. Not a lot of behind the scenes information about okay. the only casting I could find was Gwyneth Paltrow was the original oh. choice for Andy. Um, yeah. Interesting. Could, no, couldn't uh, do it. I, Kate Hudson's the best choice. I don't, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't really strike me as funny. No, yeah, it, it would be hard to see her doing a lot of what Kate Hudson did. Yeah. Um... Andy's friends are named after authors of the book. Ah, okay. um, and then gotta read the book. And so <laughs> the uh, book was better. Yeah. So when I was going through like the IMDb trivia for this, it literally le- it literally reads like a fashion magazine. It tells you like here's the kind of motorcycle that uh, Matthew McConaughey drove. Oh, what kind was it? Here's the tuxedo that he uh, wore. What kind the, of tuxedo was uh, it? Brioni. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good tuxedo. <laughs> and it goes through like the dresses that the girls wore and the types of jewels and like so. That's the other big thing. All the jewels in this movie were real, mm. which seems so why. <laughs> Do you think maybe they made this movie to sell magazines? I think it's and a, diamonds I, and diamonds. Yeah. So over in motorcycles, fourteen million dollars worth of jewels are in that last like galaxy. Wow. And my things like props are a thing. Like, yeah. I, why? Why go to all this trouble? You I'm can't not going to know the, the difference. Real thing, Corey. Yeah, you can tell on camera. Oh, it's you can? it's a thing. Yeah. No, it's I like, have no idea. <laughs> oh, look, that's not really reflecting light. That's fake. <laughs> That's not 84 carats. That's like two carats of glass. <laughs> I don't even know what carats yeah, mean. Yeah, that is, that is strange that they would uh, risk that amount of money. I mean, this I guess true. that's... Maybe that security guard was real and that scene was that's improvised why, where she was that's trying why to why leave. they had clothes sets. <laughs> Dude, we really need that bag. <laughs> no, really. You can't leave the set with that, with that necklace on. <laughs> it even like told you where like their apart... Like what parts of New York the apartments were in. It's like everything in IMDb trivia was like, here, buy this. <laughs> Like, were all the apartments really close together? They were like in Soho. So oh. I think that's where this was all filmed. Um, Within one block of Soho. <laughs> got it. Uh, there's your workplace, your apartment, your... <laughs> we got this one block for one week, guys. <laughs> Let's get to it. And that's really about all I could find in terms of the uh, behind-the-scenes information. Can, can, can we talk about uh, the, the helmet situation? You brought up motorcycles. Okay. And, uh, so there's a scene where he says, um, he's like, you get to wear the dorky helmet. And his helmet looks so ridiculous as he's saying that. <laughs> and he hands her the helmet and he's like, oh, actually, it's pretty darn cute or something like that. And uh, anyway, his helmet is ridiculous. Did you guys notice that? I didn't, no. 
Oh my goodness. No, I did not. <laughs> I mean, it's like got a full face shield thing that sticks up way above his head. Oh, yeah, and, I can uh, see it now, yeah. Yeah, and he gives her one that actually like looks like a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> and the whole time he's saying, this one's the dorky one. Listen, everything built for safety makes you look like a dork. Yeah. Safety true. glasses, helmets, pads, everything just makes you look dorky. I'm just saying, if Tom Cruise was in this movie, there would have been no helmets involved. No helmets. Sunglasses. Yeah. And he would have At night. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally saw like footage the other day of him driving a motorcycle off of a bridge while like for his new Mission Impossible movie. Oh, God. I think he's trying to kill himself. Yeah. He's trying to someone, go to space. Someone needs to check on Tom Cruise and be like, dude, what is your life not fulfilling? He's, he's like, help me. That's just like a grip filming with his cell phone. It doesn't even have anything to do with the movie. Tom Cruise just literally drove his motorcycle <laughs> off the cliff for fun. He hooked himself to a harness <laughs> and just like, drove off and now he's over there floating. Like, he's doing it again guys get your phones out someone's like where's tom he's like oh, yeah, i just saw really, him himself to a harness the, and getting on his motorcycle the mission impossible movies are just a director following tom cruise around and capturing the crazy things he's doing and then trying to make a movie out of it yeah it's true i just see the director walking up while he's just like dangling from the harness just swinging looking sad and they're like tom what is it he's like i just wish i was taller <laughs> but that's why matthew mcconaughey had to play this role because it would have been derailed by Tom Cruise. <laughs> he would have broke, had a lot more running. He would have broke his uh, ankles. A lot more action scenes. <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Would this movie have been better with Tom Cruise? Oh, man. I don't think so. No. Wait, has Tom Cruise ever done rom-com? I mean, Is Jerry Maguire a rom-com? He, kind of. Yeah, but it's Night and Days kind of Night and Days kind of a rom com. Yeah. It's an action rom com. Well, what about what? What's the movie that came out in uh, uh, Days of Thunder? That's, That's a, yeah, sort okay. of a rom com, right? Is it? I've it's never, like a, it's never like a seen race it. car romance movie. It's like a sports romance. I mean, it's definitely okay. got a love piece to yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Know. Fair enough. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. You get weird vibes with him and Brad Pitt. Like oh, maybe yeah. they're in love. Oh yeah. Totally. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that might work. Okay. All right, so let's get to casting this movie in 1990. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in the Year 1990. First of all, the rules. Rule number one. Yes. Whoever you cast has to be alive in Got 1990. It. Oh, man. We can't bring anyone back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, so uh, two, they can't be in jail. Oh, okay. Are we, so, is, this in the, is this the Robert Downey rule at this point? I don't know if he's in jail yet or not, but he's definitely... No, he's not, because he's, he's in heavy on drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. for sure. It's only a matter of time. Um, What movie is he in? He's in a movie, I believe, with Charlie Sheen. In 1990? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Let okay. me look here. Keep talking. Uh, The cameo rule, which means if they're in something else... Uh, for five minutes or less, or if the role we're talking about is around five minutes or less, you can cast anyone. Gotcha. Doesn't really matter. So um, to quickly sidestep you, uh, it's Air America with Mel Gibson. Oh, I've actually seen that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it's a good movie. I've never seen it. It's, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> and then finally, uh, peripheral stuff. If they were directing something or in Broadway or stuff, we can't keep up with. Gotcha. Now, in the past, we've had the TV rule, right? Um, we're axing that because no one can keep up with the TV rule. Because um, IMDb list TV is really weird. Like they 
cover it in the plus, last plus you season. could also make the argument that like if someone's from a tv show you just say well they just filmed it when they were on break in the summer michael j fox filmed both at the same time right. so whatever these people can film both at the same time anytime they complain we're like michael j fox didn't yeah. sleep for weeks but yeah. he's exceptional yeah. so he Listen. was he was on <laughs> we expect <laughs> excellence what was that show he was on uh, Spin City? No, it was when he was a kid. When he played oh. Alex P. Keaton, like Family Ties. Yeah, yeah, Family Ties, yeah. Yeah. He filmed that and Back to the Future at the same time. Uh, he mm. he did Family Ties in the day, Back to the Future at night. Oh, wow. wow. He like didn't sleep for a year, apparently. Yeah. And Back also to the put, Future was the perfect movie to not sleep and film, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also put out Teen Wolf that year, which is the best of... All three things named. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse you. Yeah, for real. I mean, Back to the Future. It's okay, up. but it like Teen up. Wolf is about a werewolf who listen, plays basketball in listen, high school. I will. Dude, speaking of that, when I was watching Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, there is a scene where a vampire plays basketball. Yeah. And uh, Ben Affleck is one of the basketball players, and he has one line. What is that? It might be his first. I think he just says, take it, because like, he's afraid of the vampire and just hands him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's batman now so i am just for a little bit longer <laughs> all right so let's cast this okay. uh we are starting uh who do you want to start with uh the leads we're, we're, we're pa- <laughs> no 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 that'll be the no, last we gotta, we, gotta, oh, we gotta build it up oh, to the yeah, end yeah yeah that's what i meant so, so we we've i have paired up a few of these uh michelle and Jeannie. Uh, Andy's friends and then Tony and Thayer Ben's friends and then the Judy's are all paired up okay and then we have the two bosses let's, I say let's, let's, let's start with the Judy's let's start with the Judy's yeah, okay yeah yeah um, and then Nick you were casting with I, Christian yes I will be the director slash studio I will choose the best of your two choices mine um, that's Christian and then I will that's also me. give out my opinions um, that y'all can agree or disagree with it's up to you um, if either of you choose what I chose, that's an automatic point, whether I pick yours or not. So you can get up to two points, but it's rare. I don't know that it's ever happened. Maybe it's happened once. I think it's happened. Okay. Because the other person just has to have a really good choice at that point. Yeah. All right. So let's start with the Judys, originally played by Michael Michelle and Shalom Harlow, right? Michael Michelle's 43. At this movie? In this movie. Wow. She looks fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, She was known for uh, being in ER, New Jack City, and Dark Blue. Oh, New Jack City is so good. Um, And she is, unfortunately, essentially all of the diversity representation in this movie. I guess Jeannie, the other friend, is also uh, African-American. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and so um, this comes up a lot. Yeah, on this show, there's also a friend over when they're playing poker. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, they they did. He's not a main friend. You kind no. of feel like he's never introduced. Actually, <laughs> his name is never displayed. I feel like the last few movies we've done on this podcast have been like, wow, there's zero black people in this movie or any diversity at yeah. all. And this is we're in 2003 in this movie, so. We're starting to see. Starting to get we're some now progress. In that, we're in that awkward phase where it's like, okay, someone said put a black guy in there, right? Like someone said, color it up a little bit, mm-hmm. like the cast. And so we're not there yet. We're not in the good discussions right. where it's like, no, we should actually like cast like African American actors and things with real roles. Um, but we're kind of getting there with uh, Michael Michelle as one of the Judies. 
an antagonist. Yes. She's S- the one who sends the plot forward in a way on the, on the McConaughey side of things. Because, uh, Christian, you texted us like this exact thing last night. You were kind of like, this movie's really white. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is extremely white. And I was uh, like, I never really think about it, you know? And last night I was watching, or the other night I was watching it. And uh, man, like, it's, uh, I'm just glad things are changing. Yeah, and I think that like it's it's a good thing that we now are at a place where we realize that when we go back and watch movies, especially, I mean, like obviously you can go back to the 50s and 60s and you kind of have like a lens for it. It's like, well, yeah, that's just like life. That's our parents' generations and grandparents' generations. But now you got go back and you're watching movies that were out when we were in high school and you're like, oh, it was not better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have not improved as much as I hoped. <laughs> and uh, it's also interesting because when you were texting me, I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, it's also has a thing a lot to do with the uh, part of the country we've all grown up in. We've grown up in the Midwest where yeah. we didn't even really go to school with much like That's diversity. So true. I mean, you were homeschooled, so yeah. you went with your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was pretty diverse, but <laughs> like you're 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 Caucasian siblings. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And so. uh Nick, you went to a school that's like kind of got a its own little checkered thing. A little bit, yeah. It it's, pretty much existed to get away from diversity. Kind of, yeah, basically. But that's not why Nick went. No. It was just down the street <laughs> from was, your house. That's literally where I lived. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like across the street from your house. But uh and then and then my school, I think we had one African American kid that's pretty and much then per, some Hispanic kids. Yeah, per grade you'd have like a one or two kids that were of a different diversity or something. Or and when you minority. grow up with that, you kind of like don't go, oh, where's the diversity in my movies? Because right. it's like you don't question where's the diversity in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So it's cool that we're at an age now and it, like, and we can go back and go, oh, I'm glad these conversations are kind of happening now yeah. and, and we're, we're seeing progress. Okay, so let's uh, let's cast, uh, what'd I say? The Judies. The Judies. The Judies. Yes. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Nick. You want me? <laughs> usually, usually I defer to the guest, but sensing Christians. I, uh, let me just preface all this by saying uh, this is really hard. So if you're listening and that you think, oh, I could do this. I challenge you. Christian is just setting me up because he's totally going to own me in this. No, that's... This is always what happens. Everybody comes in, they're like, man, I, I don't know. I just got all these terrible choices. And then... That's I, the way I feel. I don't even... I, I'm, I'm questioning whether some of these people were old enough to be acting at the time. So I'm just anticipating like after this episode drops, Christian texting me a week later saying like, hey, I got hired to do a podcast. <laughs> yes. It's like, thanks. Great. Did you oh, mention you us at all? Me? Wait, what? I'll <laughs> oh, see so you guys. <laughs> Bye. All right, Nick. Who do you have for <clears throat> okay. the Judies? We're doing them as a pair, right? Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll start with the the other Judy, who I don't I know Judy Spears, who was our main Judy, but I don't know the name of the other Judy. A green Judy. Uh, Judy green. green. So Judy Green, I picked uh, Emmanuel Bert. Uh, you know her only from the Mission Impossible movie. She I, was the female love interest of the very first Mission Impossible movie. Okay. Because this isn't uh, a big role at all. I, no. She might have two lines where she repeats what the other Judy says. So I was just like, 
Yeah, she's this beautiful young actress who's gonna be in a big movie in a couple of years. Let's it's a mean just, girl role. It's a mean girl. Just role. cross your so arms just, and look mad. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if, if if that's familiar with you, yeah, she's the one in the original Mission Impossible movie. Then who did you cast for? So for Judy Spears, Judy the more Spears. aggressive one. <clears throat> so I picked somebody that hasn't, I, which I was surprised that they haven't had big roles yet, and it's coming very quickly right after this. Um, but I picked. Uh, and the only movie she's in, she's in several TV shows, but none of them were like big. Uh, but she made a cameo in Kindergarten Cop. Interesting. Angela Bassett. Okay. She's 32 at this time. Okay. All right. So perfect age to be an, uh, climbing up the ladder of a uh, agency. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take and it. And challenging our, our future Ben. So, All right. Okay. The good, the good thing about the Judys is, well, and and uh, several of these cast members is it really could be cast. They could have been almost any age. Could have been almost right. any. It, it it, is, they could have been interns. It, they could have been, you know, across was, the board. It was one of the easier ones because it was like there was no like, there's no like, well, they have to be at least this age and they right. have, they can't be it's like they could be yeah. a, there's a much wider range than what we're used to yes. working yeah. with their, char- talking- their character development was like nothing because <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking corporate New York for most of these yeah. roles mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. alright so uh, I, I'm what was Judy which, which Judy first Judy, Judy Green, Green. Judy the, Green. just the mean looking one that okay. says nothing the sidekick yeah so I cast Jamie Lee Curtis oh, oh okay. wow okay alright <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I know I know you're gonna want more explanation, but <laughs> kind of. I think it fits. I mean, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her be mean. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, the the whole uh, like you said, she just kind of had to cross her arms and do her thing. I think it would have been a little out of character for her, but I think it would have worked. Okay. And then opposite her, Judy. Uh, what's her last Spears. name? Spears. 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 Uh, I cast Whoopi Goldberg. Interesting. Okay. Wait. <laughs> She's in Ghost this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, well. Here's the thing. I'm, can I keep Ghost but pull her out of it, or does the whole movie go away? The whole movie goes. Well, well no, not the, the, It's not that the whole movie goes away, but her just credit. her character. Well, this yeah. is the part where we discuss: Are the Judys essentially cameos to some degree? I would argue, kind of, kind of not. So the cameo one is okay. So the cameo, <laughs> the cameo rule is gone from like a hard five minute rule yes. to there's cases to be made. Words. And so the case is like, can Whoopi Goldberg do both? Yeah. And I would say yes. Okay, I do. All it's right. a small enough role. Right. Yeah, I mean it's a weird choice. <laughs> well, when you put her, what, you're pairing her with Jamie Lee Curtis. Who, who, how old is she at this point? Jamie Lee Curtis? Jeremy, Jamie Lee Curtis is 32 I, in okay. 19. And Whoopi is, I have no Whoopi idea. is always in my mind like 50 years old. I know, right? <laughs> like, She's like Steve Martin. Yeah. She, yeah. She just, she, she the I day she, she turned 21. at that point too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she was probably like late 30s, early 40s, I bet. Uh, I don't know. Let me wait, look. Wait till you get to re- the rest of my cast, and I think all this is this going is, to make sense. All will be revealed in the passage of time. <laughs> Christian's like, you have to view this as a whole. Uh, you do. She would be 40 in 1990. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, that's no, perfect. There you go. 35, 35 40. Okay. 35. Yeah. Even better. 35. Uh, yeah, no, she'd, she'd be my age in 1990. So, so I'm, le- I'm, I'm, I'm leaning heavily on the calm side of okay. the rom-com so far. Okay. But we're going to get there.
It's a, it's all right. Okay. I actually have to go to IMDb and look at this uh girl you casted out of Mission Impossible. I'll I'll pull her up if you need to. See. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see her because right now, okay, so Whoopi Goldberg is a is a left field choice, but not the worst choice. That's right. And then Angela Bassett, great choice, playing it safe. Well, it's an obvious choice. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, okay, show me this one. Called out. All right. Let me. I'll, I'll show you what she looks like in Mission Impossible because that, that'll work. She's a French actress, so most of her films, other than when she breaks out into, yeah, I just that need to know film, if she looks mean. She she has like the mean girl quality. So. Well, right now I can't even envision it. Well, give me. Mission Impossible 1 is maybe the weakest of the Mission Impossible. Listen, that's like <laughs> so one of my you, favorites. So you don't think an actor can act? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we even trying? There's a lot of people in movies okay, that so that's, probably should That's not the movie. best photo, but that's a close, uh, uh, the first one uh, of her. Okay, no, that's good. I like it. In 90? Yeah, in 90. There you go, a little bit more. Okay, so I'm going to, here's the thing. You're going to split it, aren't you? I am going to split this one. <laughs> This I'm fair enough, though. I'm going with Whoopi. Yes. <laughs> and then that girl. And the girl? What's okay. her name? Emmanuel Charut. Okay. Um, that's, right. I'm, Emmanuel Charut. I am, yeah, Charut. Okay. I'm splitting him because Whoopi weirdly kind of like, I don't know. See? We don't get aggressive Whoopi very much. And this is Whoopi like being aggressive. I like it. Thank you. All right. Okay. This is like the Clooney pick for Jaws, where we just don't. We get to like kind of see someone maybe go out of their. Uh, out of their Who did we cast zone. Clooney as? The mayor. Oh, that's right. Okay. Spoilers. Yeah, Christian. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so S- spoiled. So we're gonna go with for the Judies is we're gonna have uh Whoopi Goldberg in okay. the lead. Yes. Uh, as the most aggressive of the Judies, Judy Spears, and then uh, Emmanuel Sharut as the mean girl with her um. Arms crossed. Yes. I'm looking mad. Looking attractive, but mad. Yes. Jealous of Ben. All right. So you both get half a point. Okay. Because these are half points. We're going half these here? These, these, these pairs are so one point. So much harder point. to count. <laughs> yeah. No, half point. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, we'll That's get there. We might have, there's like three more duos, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. We might split again. Okay. Uh, so we knocked out the Judies. Let's go to Phil. Phil? Phil. Phil, the, uh, the, the ad, boss? Yeah, the ad agency boss. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Right. He's also not a major character, but I like him. Yeah, me too. All right. Oh, I never gave my Judies. Yeah. Which don't, these were not strong. Oh, okay. So I don't right, really consider right. them in okay. contention. Um, for uh, the you mean. You have Whoopi? For the mean girl, uh, Judy Green, I had Madonna. <laughs> okay. Because she can okay. just look mean. Yeah. She that's can. Fair. That's um, true. And since it's pretty much a cameo, I don't care pulling her out of, she's not pulling out of Dick Tracy um, in 90. And then uh, Nick. I don't, Christian, you're not going to have any idea who this is. Nick, you're only going to because you finally watched The Last Dragon, but Vanity. Okay. Prince's girlfriend. Hmm. Yeah. No. Nope. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the worst guest. No, Vanity's a really obscure choice. Do and it. she made some sort of weird erotic thriller in 90, so it's okay. I think she'd have way more fun being the lead Judy uh, in our version of. How to lose a guy in ten days? Yeah. So uh, Philip, do you want uh, Christian? Since you're yeah, you, I'll go you, you first. Go this time. Sure, yeah. Yeah. sure, sure. Phil, played by Robert Klein, who's sixty-one at the time, a uh, character actor, and he's does, does on, a great job. He's only. It seems like he only does uh, rom-coms. Is he? I couldn't even tell like, you. He's yeah, I didn't. In, he's in One Fine okay. Day, 
the backup plan. Like it just it, the major ones that I picked out was like these are all wrong. Scott, dude, have you seen? Gig. Yeah, have, have you seen One Fine Day with George Clooney, and Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't know that I have. Dude, you need to. What year did that come That's, out? It's like a couple years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so good. Yeah. I, do I owned need it to on Blu-ray. That. Wow. Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Man. Interesting. Mm. Clooney. Love it. Okay. All so. right. So Phil. So yeah. I I cast Michael Caine. Dude, oh. he was like in five movies in <laughs> nineteen ninety. Really? Yeah. Good ones? I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Probably either. not. All right. I don't have I don't I didn't see anything major that I was like wanting to save. So I don't think he made anything like that. Uh, this isn't the year of the Muppet Christmas Carol, is it? No. Okay. No, no, this is this is too early for that. Um, I think he made some Dr. Jekyll Hyde type of movie in 1990. I don't know. I remember looking at him for this role, and then if I see more than two movies, I just freak out and close it. <laughs> uh, Jekyll and Hyde, which looks like a TV movie for BBC. Uh, something called The Shock to the System. Uh, not. Uh, I think you're fine. Yeah, I think I'm fine, too. I mean, there's probably some Michael Caine just fan out there cursing us eight ways from Sunday right now. I don't know. He's in a comedy with Roger Moore. Uh-oh. On oh. Bullseye. <laughs> we sure we want to mess with that, Christian? I think we're safe. I'm, I'm keeping it for now. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where half of these characters, you can make a strong argument for cameo. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. That's so true, but I think that one will stand. It's okay. Right. It's fine. Michael Caine's a solid choice. I considered him. So on my end of things, um, so three names I thought of that came up. Uh, One was Robert Redford. And he was in some movie called Havana, which apparently wasn't that good. He's way too handsome for this. I thought of, then I thought of Bob Hoskins. Not as handsome. (laughs) He was in two movies. One, Heart Condition with Denzel Washington. And then Mermaids. Mm. And then Mermaids, yeah. yeah. Is Mermaids a top-tier movie, in your opinion? No. Okay. I mean, it was Wait. a big movie, but not top-tier. It's, it's a movie where Cher moves her kids to uh, Maryland? Yeah, some oh, New England okay. town. Her kids are Winona Ryder and Christina Ritchie. Oh, nice. Wow. Wow. Um, but the, the I, I got to tell you about Heart Condition. Heart Condition is with Denzel Washington. So... Bob Hoskins is a racist detective who has a heart attack and gets this uh, Denzel Washington's heart. And so Denzel Whoa. Washington is following him around as a ghost while he solves like Whoa. this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it is a wild concept. And that's why you didn't go with Bob Hoskins, that's, right? I did, I, the person I ended up with. I haven't seen that movie, but I want to see that movie. <laughs> the person I ended up with was in a movie that was directed by Leonard Nimoy that apparently was very terrible called Funny About Love. Okay. Man, I need to see that. <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder. Oh, okay. Wow. That would have been interesting (laughs) (laughs) imagine if whoopi goldberg was in there and gene wilder oh my gosh yeah that would be a lot a lot i went with i only wrote one name down gene hackman all right okay okay and uh it was he was just a bunch of movies i didn't care about yeah that's fair that's (laughs) fair um or he was he was like in a comedy with Dan Aykroyd that looked terrible. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this was a weird year where Gene Hackman's like, I'm going to be funny, and then it didn't work. So, yeah, I went with Gene Hackman. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. It's a great one. 
As usual, I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, and you, you said, remind me. Michael Caine. Michael Caine and then Gene Wilder. I'm going Michael Caine. Yes. Yeah. And that's because I... Nick, this is all accidental. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> yeah. I got to go Michael Caine on that one. I also think I ruined 1990. Uh, another Michael film. Caine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go look at his... I'm, I, you did what? I'm pretty sure that I I've tanked his career at least <laughs> after this. So. He doesn't get the Dark Knight because of this. <laughs> right. So, uh, okay. Let, do y'all want to move up to... Uh, we can either do Tony and Thayer or Lana Zhang. Let's do Lana Zhang. Yeah. Which, sure. played by B.B. Newworth. Of Frasier. Of Frasier and, and Cheers fame. And we're unsure if the character is meant to be Asian. Yeah. Or because of the... The uh, name? The hair, the aesthetics, like the wardrobe, and then the name Jong right. at the end. Or if it's a joke that doesn't land. Like right. it's yeah. a woman who's obsessed with, um, I don't Asian aesthetics. Again, a little underdeveloped idea there. <laughs> it's, Maybe. It's, or they just whitewashed it. That or it's like some part of like, 2003 fashion world that we didn't know about yeah maybe it was trendy someone's going to comment on our on our twitter be like you guys completely overlooked the fact that (laughs) (laughs) oriental styles were so the rage right then yeah every editor of a major fashion magazine changed their last name to jong (laughs) and wore it's a commentary on the famous publicist oh nice yeah so yeah if that's true hit us up because i don't know (laughs) Okay. All right, so BB Newworth, uh, 45 at the time. Yes. Uh, Christian, you won that one, so you take it. All right, um, so I panicked on this one. <laughs> and uh, I, I cast Susan Sarandon. Oh. That's a solid choice. Okay, all right. Yeah. That is a solid Very choice. Very good. Okay. Very nice. She was, she, was in a movie, I, she was in like a creepy movie with James Spader. Okay. In ninety, like where James Spader yeah, like looked up tries a- to seduce her. Like it's a young guy, older woman type movie. Okay. Yeah. I looked up a few and I didn't see anything again that I was like, I'm disappointed I'm to lose. Pretty that. sure you can lose the so, creepy James yeah. Spader movie and <laughs> James Spader will remain creepy. Susan yeah. Sarandon will survive. Yeah. Yeah. Susan Sarandon's got Thelma and Louise coming in ninety one. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's she's ready. Okay. Uh I went a couple of names I went through Glenn Close, but she, mm. have, have you seen the Hamlet from this year? Uh, with is with that Mel Gibson? Gibson. Oh uh, yeah, is it bad? Oh no, it's great. Okay, that's why I was my... afraid. I haven't seen it, and I was like, this looks really good. I don't. Mel wanna... Gibson's my favorite Hamlet. Yeah, I subscribe to the uh, Hamlet is crazy. Okay, theory. Right. Yeah, of we, Shakespeare. Yeah, we talked about this. And yeah, Mel Gibson's crazy Hamlet. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I thought about her, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to pull her out of the Hamlet because I want to see that. Um, Sigourney Weaver is a free agent, but she literally just came off of Ghostbusters 2 the year before, so she's not quite in like a, like, elder stateswoman vibe yet. She's still kind of love interest, uh, character. And she just came off the better Ghostbusters movie. Uh, debatable. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also thought of, so I went, I was thinking a little older, and I thought of Ruby D. Um, if you... If you don't know her, she her main movie, she was in A Raisin in the Sun back in 61. She's is in her like late 60s at this point, I believe. Okay. But she was also in Do the Right Thing as Mother Sister. Okay. All right. Um 
I, I thought about her, but I thought I didn't know if she would kind of fit the role as well. This is where I put Cher. Okay. So it pulls her out of that Mermaids movie, which seemed like it might be some niche cult classic, but I felt like she could do the whole like very over the top kind of trying to be regal and, and things like that. And very like like hollow on the inside, publicist, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. She's 45 as well. Someone told me the score right quick. It's 1.5 to 0.5. <laughs> okay. Christian. To 0.5. <laughs> to half a point. It is now 2.5. Oh, my God. To yeah. 1.5 because no Nick got two points. Oh. 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 I pick chair. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, how does he get two Do you for believe that in round? Because I'm after picking love? his oh. and he matched mine. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Because Cher is a great choice for a fashion editor. Man. And as much as Mermaids kind of sounds great. Right. I'm okay with, <laughs> with, with losing it. With losing it right now. We can cast somebody. Well, if we can get, who, who can we get? We need to get the trifecta because you have Christina Ricci as a small child. Winona Ryder as a teenager. Who Who's the goth before that precedes them? Cher. <laughs> <laughs> who's the other goth that That's precedes perfectly them? Cast- <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> so I just don't know if Mermaids is any good. And this is pre-goth. Uh, Winona and Christina Ricci. Tim Burton hadn't got a hold of either of them yet. So true. So true. We're, we're good. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, Nick kind of pulled ahead there. All right. He's, he's a whole point ahead All of right. you now. All right. It's a game now, Christian. Yeah. It's a series. <laughs> Man, that was a that was a. I was. It was. Did you guys just bring me here to let me lose? <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a Luca shot from like twenty feet behind the three point line. Man, so relevant. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It happened two days ago. <laughs> so, um, oh man, uh, yeah. I should have mentioned at the top that we are filming in the middle of nowhere, in <laughs> Oklahoma. We just brought Christian to a random cabin, and that's so true. Just, I don't know what I'm doing here, guys. <laughs> we said, just don't worry about it. Yeah. I am the worst just guest. Have fun. At, at the end of the day, this falls back on you guys because <laughs> I'm here, and everyone's gonna hate this episode. Okay, so let's uh let's uh bump up to Tony and Thayer. Okay. Ben's two friends. Got it. Uh and so uh played by Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Thirty three who was in Days and Confused with uh Matthew McConaughey. Yes. And then as you said earlier, Saving Private Ryan. Fantastic. So uh Christian's a huge fan of Adam Goldberg. I really like him. And he's then, also very active on Instagram. He kind of a uh, uh, I guess this is like really pre-famous Thomas Thomas Lennon like before he gets the yeah, old Reno nine one one yeah and, yeah uh, kind of breaks uh into his whole shtick. All right, guys, I'm pretty confident I'm gonna win here. Um, so <laughs> you're <gonna> win. <laughs> Corey has entered the play. <laughs> so uh, Nick, go ahead and tell me your dumb choices. Wow, your dumb okay. choices. Well, my great choices actually. Um, so uh, for I'll go I'll go with. Thayer first, which is Thomas Lennon, the more nerdy. Yes, yeah, the, the more nerdy, nerdy kind of has troubles with his wife kind of character. I went with Dana Carvey. Okay, oh, solid. Um, he's solid. in a movie called Opportunity Knocks this year. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, that was directed by Donald Petrier. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, the same guy Whoa. directed. This so I'm m- pulling him out of his one of his past movies. <laughs> Basically, putting him in another one okay nice this is awesome i wonder if he'll get paid the same <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome okay cool. so D- dana carvey um for tony 
I had an initial choice, but I don't realistically see him playing. Which a, this is kind of the cooler hipster. Like, he's kind of the cooler, grungier looking dude. Smart aleck uh, friend. I went a little different route with it. Um, no, this could cost you. It could, but. So I thought about this person, but I think that they're too big of a name now, and they wouldn't just play the afterthought best friend that's there. Okay. I thought of Eddie Murphy. All right. Because yeah. he's in another 48 hours, but Gosh. at this point, he's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, He's he not going to do... He's Eddie Murphy. He's yeah. So I picked Damon Wayans. Okay. Uh, he was in a Look Who's Talking To as a voice. Nice. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know Damon Wayans... He's one of the Wayans brothers, uh-huh. or is he the original Wayans? I, I There's so many of them. I don't know them. what his relation I don't is know what to the, Marlin. Is it like the Baldwins? You just never know which one's which? Yeah, kind of. Because there's Sean and Marlon Wayans, right. like who make all their And there's also movies. Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. Uh, but he's the one that was in The Last Boy Scout, uh-huh. Major Pain, which is great. Did y'all ever watch Blank Man? No. This, oh, it's like a great movie. Is it? Yeah, it's uh it's him being like a really like a uh, bad superhero in New York. Okay. <laughs> he's like plays a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he's also known for being in The Living Color, but I think most people might know him for My Wife and Kids, the TV show. Yeah, and then he's like currently in the uh TV version of uh what's that Mel Gibson? Lethal Weapon. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's Murtaugh. Oh, is he Murtaugh yeah. this time? Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, those I solid. went with Dana Carvey and Damon Wayans. Dana Carvey is that's a solid choice. Okay, I thought that's so. Solid. All right. <laughs> to you, Christian. All right. What are your dumb choices? What are my- <laughs> <laughs> well, since I'm losing, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, so we'll start with there as well. Okay. Um, so I picked Matthew Perry. Okay. So I pulled him. Free friends. It, would it have been or would it have 90? just started? No, I think it's pre friends. Pre friends. I okay. think pre friends is like ninety. Th- I think friends is like ninety three. Okay, so it works. Yeah, uh, and he. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he would. He would fit that role really well. Okay. You know? Um, he'd be younger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He, he okay. works for me. I get it. I get it. Um, and then for Tony, oddly enough, I picked Eddie Murphy. Oh, <laughs> we almost <laughs> and, we almost matched. And, and so here's. Let me make my argument. Okay. Okay. I think. That, you know, he has more lines out of the two friends, right? right? Yeah. And I just think he would bring, like, a more comedic element again. Right. So, um, again, I'm leaning heavily on the comedy side of things okay. here. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay, let me look here. Eddie Murphy is in 48 Hours. Another, another 48, 48 hours, hours. Which is not a this great sequel. This is after Coming to America, which was 88. Yeah, but he kind of stumbled after that. He stumbles because he does Harlem Nights after this. Which isn't great. It's kind of a, where he hits a roadblock for a second. Yeah. So he's. But like you said, I mean... It, it, it is kind of a you know it's it it would definitely be a a small role for such a large actor at the yes. time because even though he's failing right now he's still probably getting the green light to be the star of so many right. films and his own projects yeah um but he would rock it you're right um, it, of course cuz he's Eddie Murphy he's yeah. great it would have it would have made it 10 times as funny probably Ten true, times, true. Especially if we paired him with Dana Carvey, <laughs> we are we are so heavy on the comedy right now. <laughs> it's all about the comedy. Okay, okay. So who I went with for Thayer, the nerdier guy, uh, David Spade. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no that's how so old good. was he at this time? Twenty six. Okay, okay. It could right. work, but he's yeah. gonna look like a little kid. Um, and then uh, for Tony, 
Yes. Adam Sandler. <laughs> who is <laughs> who is 24. So basically, Adam Sandler got cast and brought David Spade along. <laughs> they this is their first year of SNL and this is right when they're breaking. Okay. And they've both done things like uh David Spade did some TV. That's all he's did and Adam Sandler had just done some TV at this point. So that's it. Mine's better than both of yours. <sighs> it's a way better pairing. It's great. I mean, all right. So mm. Oh, come on, Nick. Who, who, did, who is your Thayer? Matthew Perry, pre-Friends. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your Matthew Perry and my Damon Wayans would be a really good match. I agree. I think, yeah, we should have talked about this we prior to this. We should have just discussed and, this. Yeah, and we could have just, just defeated Corey. Yeah, single-handedly. <laughs> that is a good... I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty strong. Okay, Matthew Perry's 21. For some reason, I thought, man, he might be really young, but he's 21. I guess they started Friends when they were really young? Yeah, like in their 20s. Okay. Yeah, I think Friends starts in like 93 or 94. Okay. Okay, let me look at this. Let me, who's all on the table? You got Adam Sandler. Well, no, y'all and David Spade. don't like mine. Okay. For some reason, I like David Spade. I'm I'm gonna veto Adam Sandler. I don't I don't really like that choice. I love that choice, but um, and then um, we got Damon Wayans and Dana Carvey. Yep, and then Matthew Perry and Eddie Murphy. Yep, I'm definitely go with, going with David Damon Wayans. Bummer. And dude, let's go Matthew Perry. Yeah, let's split it. Because I, I, Dana Carvey to me, he seems he's one of those guys that seems too old. He's always seemed old. Yeah, he's just one he of those actors always that seem always old. seem like he's been pretty old. <laughs> so that's it. We're gonna split those. He's awesome. Okay. So yeah, yeah Sorry, I like Damon Wayans. I didn't even think consider him. That's a really strong choice. I think he can deliver the lines. I hate Mister Sniffles, which is my favorite line <laughs> in the entire movie. <laughs> Um and then yeah yeah no I like Matthew Perry let's let's give young Matthew Perry a, shot. a jump start here even okay. though he's gonna become one of the highest paid TV he's actors the one that like they really years. he's the one they really tried to push as like a movie star after when Friends was going on and it did not work he like had that Salma Hayek movie yeah, and Fools Rush In that's a solid uh, rom com the whole nine yards that was that was decent so yeah they they tried they tried. Um, no, the only one that really did anything after, I guess, Jenner, Cor- for Aniston, Aniston and Courtney Love, yeah, Cor- have the Courtney two, Cox, Courtney or Courtney Cox, Cox yeah. uh, have the two biggest careers, yeah. yeah. Um, and even that's debatable. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to uh, the two friends for the girls, uh, Michelle and Jeannie. Okay. Um, Michelle. Michelle, played by Catherine Hahn, who probably does most of the heavy lifting for all the peripheral characters. You know her from Bad Moms um, and Step Brothers. Step Brothers. And she's currently on a show called Transparent, I think, on HBO. Okay. And then. Did they add a question mark? Yes. Jeannie. Jeannie, okay. <laughs> played by Annie Paris, who this character might as well not be in the movie. Might as well not. Just, they could have just had Michelle be yeah, the character. I, well, we just needed to well, have they made, they two made, friends. They made Michelle such a mess that they had to have a character that was a little more like put together to kind of yeah. bounce off of uh, Andy a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so we split it. Nick, you go first. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so Jeannie, I'll start with her. I went with Kelly McGinnis. 
killing oh, the yeah, Guinness. Who is that? Top Gun. Oh. Witness and the accused. Okay. All right. She's 33 at this point. And that's your uh, genie. That's my genie. Okay. So she'll be the sensible one, kind of talks some, talks, disc, ba- bounces ideas off of Andy. Michelle. Okay. Here's, here's a few. Two names. Two names. I went, one was really old, or not really old, but just older. And one was a little younger. Uh, I thought of Goldie Hawn. That's older. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah. Bird on a wire this year. Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Uh, the name I'm gonna go with, and we'll see how you feel about it. She's twenty-two right now, so we'll just say she's the young, upcoming worker who's just gotten broke up with. I went with Molly Ringwald. Interesting. Okay. Because this is could be a chance for her to transition out of the teen movies and more into the rom coms. Okay. I think it works. I think she can play the kind of a, a lean a little bit into her 16 candles, like boys don't like me kind of woe is me kind of character, but then yeah. have fun with as the uh, psychiatrist character. All right, right, Christian, the bar is low. Yeah. <laughs> Impress me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, what's funny is Nick, Nick has had at least a, a uh, choice on his list every time that I've chosen. Uh, so <laughs> we'll start with Jeannie. I went with Goldie Hawn. <laughs> so, man, she's just waiting for that promotion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had to pick someone for that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a person it, yeah. in the film. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. There's no one there. All right. And then uh, for Michelle, I went Catherine Zeta Jones. Another Catherine. Okay. okay. So, I don't know. Okay. Younger. I, I don't know. It's different, but I think it could work. Okay. You guys blew this. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely blew this. Um, and I'm trying to write a great, funny rom-com here, Corey. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Oh man, right Christian now, is the I'm expert. Just, I mean, this is true. He's our resident rom com expert, man. And this is this is Catherine Zeta Jones' debut in acting is 1990. Oh, yeah, she because I think my thing to think about is that Catherine Hahn's role in this movie does lean on the comedic side. I don't how what, what comedic roles has Catherine Zeta Jones done? I don't see her doing, I, I mean, other than like. I don't see her doing straight up comedy, yeah. but I think that's why it kind of works. It kind of like, works. It puts her. Yeah, I think it would have been something different. Dramatizes right? yeah. it a little bit. Uh, it could have given her a different uh, trajectory. Yeah, she was yeah. an America's sweetheart. So she's done some like romantic comedy stuff. Okay. Um, she, but mostly her career is just capitalized on her sexuality. Right. Um. So, who I chose. <laughs> For Jeannie, the okay. the quiet the quieter was a uh, Jennifer Grey. Oh, okay. she's thirty okay. Okay. from a uh, Dirty Dancing. All right, um, and then my uh, Michelle, oh Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> she's got um comedic chops. So what, what else was in 1990 that she was in? She did Blue Steel, which is like this weird stalker, someone stalking her movie, and a she's lot of stalker like a, movies this year. Yeah, like a cop. Something I don't know. It didn't, How are they it stalking people so, at that it looked point? Disposable. With or? I think he had to do it in person back then. Oh, really? Like, like, you, know, you had to look out the and, window. Yeah, wow, he had just, to, man, he had to binoculars. Really, he had to really commit back then. 
<laughs> so, so nothing that you felt bad about pulling her out of. Okay. No, it's just one movie, Blue Steel, that seemed pretty uh, dispensable. Um, is Blue Steel the the look that the modeling look? Blue Steel is that what that's called? Magnum. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So, what were your bad choices? <laughs> Molly Ringwald and Molly Ringwald and Kate, Kelly McGinnis. Okay, and then you had I had Goldie Hawn for Jeannie and Catherine Zeta Jones. Here's what I'm going to do, just for the sake of trying to save this. <laughs> I'm moving Catherine Zeta Jones to Jeannie. Okay, fair. Hey, I don't know that she speaks English in 1990, because her first five movies were like in French. I thought she was uh, British. Uh, well, this was I think called... we discussed this previously, and it turns out she's actually like British. Oh, yeah. She, well, she's na- she was born in Swansea, Wales. Yeah. And raised so in Corey, You're just like, we're not going to give her a chance. And she's up there ready to rock and roll. Her first movie is called Les 1001 Nuits. She, and her character is Sheherazade. Well, yeah, of talented. course, who could, who could forget the, <laughs> the <laughs> iconic role? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, she looks... Yeah, back in film school, I wrote two papers over that movie. <laughs> and... Uh, that they both won awards. She looks good. I yeah, think she could no, be the, I mean, yeah. the solid supportive friend of Jeannie. So I'm moving her there because okay. I don't know why you casted a 45 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, which don't get me wrong, Goldie Hawn aged great. She did not look 45 in 1990. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go work friends. They could have been any but, age. He's got a strong point. I absolutely a divorcee. Yeah. I'm going with Molly Ringwald. For Michelle, even though I kind of hate it, because she has zero comedic chops. Then just move Goldie Hawn to that role and make her be the divorcee. Mm, that's, see? That's having a midlife crisis. See, Corey, you got to think bigger. You know what? That's right. You get two points. Or no, you just get the whole point. All right. Because, so, but, you're, but you got him backwards. I did get him backwards. You got him backwards. That's, that's probably my mistake. But Goldie Hawn playing the fake therapist is the most is, solid. Is great, yeah. See? Yes. Yeah, and I can lose Bird on a Wire. I think we all can. Yeah, no, we're good. We're right. good. Okay, yeah. So Christian gets the whole point because you sabotage yourself, Nick. You tried to <laughs> like <laughs> Molly Ringwald. You tried to like cater to my love of Brat Pack. I mean, yeah, but Molly Ringwald has never been funny ever. <laughs> okay, she just plays really sassy, mean girl. You're right. You're right. So she would have been better as one of the Judies. Oh, she would have been a great Judy. Yeah, maybe. How old was her Molly Ringwald? Twenty two. So it would have been hard for to put place her as like a high end like agency. Yeah, man, she's just coming consultant. right out of college and going straight for the throat right, of the yeah. ad world. <laughs> she had to gone to like uh, one of the premier schools. Some okay. people start strong, guys. You know. All right, so we're two our two leads. Yeah. Do we want to do Ben or Andy first? Ladies first. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's do Andy first. Okay. Let's, let's knock it out. We'll All just right. say Matthew McConaughey got top billing, so he gets top billing All here. Right. Fair enough. And we uh, did pick him as the heavyweight, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, Andy. I see uh, Christian, you won. So, you oh, get to go. Wait, we're, we're done keeping it, points no, at this? No, no, no. No, no, I'm so saying, you, no, you make you it take it. Oh, oh, right, yeah. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's dude, t- it's I tied already right won? <laughs> There's no so way Nick easy. can come back. He's like, I already won? I'm not doing the rest of this. <laughs> Just give Nick the points. All right, so, guys, I was, <clears> like, sitting there re-watching, looking at this, and I was like, man, you know who'd be great in this role? Uh, Julia Roberts? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Wait, we're doing Andy, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did you think I was saying Julia Roberts for Ben? Well, we're no, very progressive. I, in at this, first, uh, I thought we were doing Ben. To be honest, that uh, was my build up to Ben. So now uh, I've got to restart. All right. Uh, for, for Andy, man. Thanks for ruining that, Corey. I was so confused. I thought I won, and now I thought we were doing Ben. I'm so I'm so out of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Andy. Yeah. Uh, played by Kate Hudson. Pl- played by Kate Hudson. Twenty four at the time. Twenty four at the time. But she she doesn't. She seems older. She kind of does seem yeah. older. I I tried so hard to figure this out, but it looks like she's wearing a wig this entire movie. Her I hair does she... not look real. Her a wig. But I th- yeah. But. Yeah, it's the hairline. It looks attached to her forehead. It's true. The haircut was really weird. Yeah, but it turned. I guess it's two thousand three, guys. Yeah. yeah, it was early two thousand. All right, so um, so here's what I went with, Meg Ryan. Hmm. What did she have in ninety? I didn't see Joe anything in ninety. Joe versus the volcano. Eighty nine was Harry Met, Harry Met Sally. Yeah. So she just came off of a huge hit. The one of the rom coms. One of the defining rom coms, which is fantastic. Movie. She might be the pioneer of rom coms, like the the girl. Right. And so I was thinking, who could pull off kind of the crazy, but also mm-hmm. keep it chill? Yeah. That was totally her. That's my that's yeah, my pick. She just had Joe versus the volcano, which is like it's a, it's a respectable comedy. It's a Tom Hanks comedy. It's a Tom Hanks but, Meg Ryan pre, prior to You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, wow. It's yeah, the, it's the beginning of the trilogy. Right. It is okay. So, I'm pulling her out of it. I I uh, like it. <laughs> that's okay because she's still gonna get Sleepless in Seattle. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're we're fine. Okay, cool. All right. My turn to Nick. To you, I like Meg Ryan. That's actually a really solid choice. Remember, it, we're on we're on Andy, not yes, Ben. Right? Yeah. I, I thought we were ben, on Ben. Ben. No, and Andy. Andy. Which They're is both guys which names. is which is a boy's name. It's spelled with I-E, I-E. Guys, it's, it's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah, yeah. She put the helmet on. She's. Do cute. you think? Do you think she had to go around her whole life saying Andy with I E? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why her editor would never give her any good stories because her name didn't look good next to serious stuff. They were like, "Oh, it's Andy." She refused to capitalize that I with a heart. Yeah. <laughs> you can write grown-up stories when you write your name like a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All so right. this one, I probably spent the most time trying to look for a person to play. Uh, some of the names. Michelle Pfeiffer, I thought of. She's in this movie called The Russia House. Have you heard of this movie? Never. It has Sean Connery. Nice. Both of them are playing Russians. Whoa. Terrible Russian accents. This thing looks... Just watch the trailer sometime. It's, it, is, it is wild. Sean it's, it's, Connery doing a Russian accent? Yeah, doing a Russian accent. I could get down with that. He turned 90 today. He did. Yeah, today. Today. Wow. And we're bashing his acting. I'm, listen. <laughs> No, I'm just, not. I said I could, I could, I could watch that. It, I think the what's she, weird is that the small amount that he was like doing a Russian accent, it was actually Michelle Pfeiffer's Russian accent that was actually more like offensive. I was sitting there going, like, this seems like you did. It was a little over the top. A little over the top <laughs> yeah. here. Um, so I was like, maybe I could save her from that. I don't know. She also does one fine day in a few a few years, right? Is that her with Clooney? That's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Stone's in Total Recall, so no. Mm. Uh, Meg Ryan, I kept away from Joe versus Volcano. Um, I thought about Holly Hunter, but she didn't really fit the vibe for me. She was a free agent this year. Uh, Kirstie Alley, 
but she's yeah. doing cheers and uh she's doing a bunch of she's in look who's talking too but she, i could see her doing kind of the fun kind of crazy but also the cool laid back kind of uh, glad you didn't go with that yeah let me let me give you the the, the the top 3 top 3 is i thought of elizabeth shue but she's in back to the future 3 yeah barely barely she's kind of at the end so you could yeah. almost consider that a cameo yeah, kind of i feel like that this could also be a chance for her to like get into the 90s basically because yeah. once the 80s hits she's kind of just forgotten yeah um andy mcdowell i okay. thought of, but i couldn't see her really doing the fun the more comedic parts of yeah, it'd it be a little tough yeah i went with jennifer gray okay because i could see her uh, between her roles in dirty dancing and also in ferris bueller i could see her playing both the like relatable kind of cool girl that you'd like but also could see her playing like the crazier like let me play all the worst versions of myself kind of thing yeah 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 hmm. i like both of those options you actually did better this time okay yeah um after that horrific round with michelle and genie um that was kind of hard to cast guys uh, that, that, that was a hard period it really for, was um so obviously this should have been julia roberts She's in Pretty Women this year. I know, I know. I was like, as soon as I I wrote her down, I went to 90 and I was like, crap. She's already in the other rom-com. I mean, I could care less if Pretty Woman existed, but Flatliners exist. She made two banger movies in 1990. Man. Who chose 1990? I don't know. Nick. Oh, man. It was probably, you could probably blame it on your guest. Yeah, yeah, it was Christian. Um, <laughs> Let's take it to the '90s, guys. <laughs> so I wrote Julia Roberts down in an, a sad face because I can't cast her. Uh, yeah, appropriate, um, appropriate. And then, uh, so my I went my net with my next choice, which was Sandra Bullock. Dude, I almost That's, picked her too. She's pretty young at this point. Twenty six. Twenty six. She's okay. the exact right age. Okay, but much. think about the character. I mean, come on. What really? do you mean? You she think she could have pulled that off. Absolutely. She made this congeniality. She's hilarious. <laughs> okay. There's no she arguing. She could do anything, Christian. Which, <laughs> anything. Uh, Miss Congeniality, also directed by Donald Petrier. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like, I'm absolutely yeah. serious. <laughs> wow. Uh, so like he, the dish. So Got he would have gotten a great performance out of her. Maybe. Any more sassy comments, Christian? <laughs> Are, you, Are just... you discounting Kate Hudson's role, uh, performance in this? No. It sounds kind of like it, but I think, uh, I don't know. I, I've still got to go with Meg Ryan over, over her. No, everybody, I think all three are really good. I agree. Um, the reason I didn't pick Meg Ryan other than Joe versus Volcano was I felt like she just did a rom-com. So I was worried that, I mean, she already becomes pigeonholed in the rom-com world. Like she never breaks out of it. She tries later on when she gets a little older, but yeah, she's always known as America's sweetheart. I kind of want to go with Jennifer Grey because, um, yeah, we never see her after 90 hits. She's on TV a lot. Yeah. But. but so it's okay, like a, do you, so it's a Here's a, here's a question. Here's, do, you, do you like Jennifer Grey? Do you like that she changed her nose? No. I don't either. No. Me either. No. There's a certain amount of real estate that you have on your face, and when you change too much of it, like, no. like some, there's something biologically not like, that does not look It's not right. that she looks bad. By any means. It just doesn't look it's right. Not, it's just doesn't look like her. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're like, wait. Because you see her, and then they said, that's Jennifer Grey. And I had to be like, wait, the girl from Dirty Dancing? 
Well, right. I th- well, it's because her nose was distinct, which yeah. is probably why she targeted it. Right. But, she probably. I mean, but it be, was a great nose. To be fair, like she was super attractive. To be fair, in that time period, she probably got a lot of flack and a lot of pressure. Oh, about absolutely! Her nose. I'm sure she and did. That's I'm probably sure what led her to doing it. Tons of casting agents said, "Like, yeah, we got a hook nose." I mean, nowadays, yeah, it's like she. It, it's an. It makes her unique, and yeah. and people would would be like no don't change it it's it's your so it's like a selling point you're you're very unique looking like still beautiful but like you have a unique look yeah, yeah no and no i feel like that was whenever plastic surgery was kind of yeah at its height mm-hmm. you know? yeah like, the 90s I gotta yeah hit, I, I can do this i can change it botox will be fine yeah <laughs> here's the problem with Jennifer. I had my plastic surgery around 2000 nice yeah. so here, but legit <laughs> here's the problem with jennifer gray okay i don't think she's funny hmm. i mean the her Ferris Bueller, she tries. Yeah, I mean she's hysterical, but I don't know. I don't know if she's funny, but I also don't know if Meg Ryan's funny. Meg Ryan can. I don't know that either funny. of you picked comedic actresses. So you're saying Kate Hudson is a comedic actress? She does really well. Yeah. No. Yeah, In my research, right. they pretty much said she improvised I mean, everything. I mean, Kate Hudson is built for rom coms. Agreed. So I think Meg Ryan is too. I mean, yeah, so, but, I mean, we, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she yeah. handles the rom side and lets Billy Crystal and Tom Hanks handle the comedy side. <laughs> wow. No respect. All right, so, that's true. No but like I said, Meg. you got to look at my cast as a whole. Okay, <laughs> so comedy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave all three on the table. Whoa. Okay. And let's go to Ben. I and think we need to know, we our need to know our Ben. I think we need to know our Ben. We do this I, sometimes. Is this the first time in Quantum Recast history? No. Sometimes, sometimes we, we have to look at both to get a better yeah, idea. Gotcha. Usually gotcha. when we get to the final here. Especially like if all three choices are pretty strong, we need to see who Ben is. Yeah. We need to, we need to see where we're going. We're always casting a Ben in our movies. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you've seen that theme yet, but there's always a Ben. Um, okay. So played by Matthew McConaughey. He's 34. Yeah, he was my age. I didn't realize he was so much older. Yeah, uh, he looks fantastic still today. Oh my gosh! Wow, doesn't age. Doesn't no. He does not. He's a vampire. Oh my gosh! And Tom Uh, Cruise, and Will Smith. So yeah, Matthew McConaughey (laughs) playing essentially himself, which is just great. So some people are just born with that, right? Um, Right? Right? And uh, yeah, takes his shirt off a lot. Really charming. That's all it takes. Yep. Okay, so these are the rules. <laughs> Christian, who did you have? Oh, cool. All right. For Ben. I, I already wasted my build up. So <laughs> if you want to hear that, just re- rewind to the beginning of where we uh, started on Meg. So I was I mean, watching on, this, and you know who would be really great? Andy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I really wanted Swayze. Okay? Yeah. Okay. But then I realized Ghost was the same year. Yeah. And I can't touch Ghost. No. no. Well, no you already touched way. Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, but it's I okay. wasn't thinking when I made that that. Uh, but it's okay. You pull. cast yeah. her in a small right. role; she can do both. Yeah, yeah. All right, you gave me some grace on that one. But, but you can't uh, do nah. the same thing with Swayze. Uh, Swayze. So I went George Clooney. Wow, George Clooney in ninety. Young, uh, probably end of his ER run. No, like the beginning of beginning his, of his yeah. ER. Run? May, and not even maybe there. He may be still like on Facts of Life or something. Oh. I'm trying to think. Well, you take the good, you take the bad. He might have his like full on mullet still in ninety. Oh, you you know what? You're right because in eighty nine he's in this wild movie. What is that movie? Red called? Surf. Yeah, Red Surf, and he's got the mullet. It's a movie <laughs> about 
Are they surfers? Or are they like wearing? Are they driving around on sea dews? I can't it's, remember. Uh, I don't know. Either way, that sounds awesome. And he's wearing a re- leather jacket. Um. Okay. So on the, a sea dew. On a sea dew. <laughs> possibly. The, the plot of Red Surf, starring George Clooney, is a surfer enjoys life with drug money together with his gang in 1980s California. His girlfriend is pregnant and will not be in a in a house with drugs and guns and is going to Portland, Oregon. Can he quit the drugs, the gang, and his last big deal? Man, this movie sounds awesome. Right? But it, 89, so we're not touching it. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely uh, got some hair on him. Dude, he looks awesome. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> okay, look this at the Brett Surf. Clooney- <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, think about Ben's character. It only really he's, helps your case. Yeah. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. Pictures. Like, you know, he's, he's going to be like the, the kind of jerk jock mm-hmm. guy, but he's still got a sentimental side. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it works. You think he's going to pull up on a jet ski in New York? <laughs> he can easily ride a motorcycle if he can ride a jet ski and the leather jacket makes way more sense i found a poster for red surf where they've cropped him out from er (laughs) wow (laughs) that makes it look like a like a like intense like romantic like drama but uh here we go this is uh this is the george clooney we're dealing with here which is actually pretty much the exact same hair as matthew mcconaughey has that's true pretty close just with bigger chops and it's in his black hair got it so okay that's actually a strong choice strong choice very strong very strong so and he pairs well with meg ryan or no okay all right do we have confirmation of that I'm I'm seeing it visually in my mind right now and it's working so uh let me okay so uh didn't want to do Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan again. Or, and didn't want to pull Tom from Joe versus Volcano. Fair. Uh, thought about Tony Danza. Interesting. But uh, not quite right. I think he wasn't quite the heartthrob that that you're, you're looking for for this. Agreed. Charlie Sheen was kind of in that mode at this point. Yeah. But it's also Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so you're <laughs> he's winning, like, man. He's, he's more douchey. Like, it's hard to pull him back from the douchiness. Yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey rides that fine line of like, yeah, I'm kind of full of myself, but I still I gonna open the, the end car of the day. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought of George Clooney. Uh, saw that he was just doing mostly TV stuff. Um, thought of Mel Gibson, but he's in Hamlet. Didn't want to touch that. Yeah. Also, Air America. Duh. Right. So. I saw Air America, and I said, no, nope, not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's here's three three names I thought of. I thought of Matt Dillon. Okay. Which. Uh, he's not as big a name, right? I think at this point, like people know Matthew McConaughey is kind of a heartthrob, like known more for his looks, and I think Clooney could probably be seen as the same. Um, thought of Denzel Washington, but it didn't really quite fit his repertoire. I his, actually thought of him too. Yeah. Um, I could see it being a fun turn for mm-hmm. him because he's at this point he's starting to enter into like a very like he's doing Malcolm X and he's doing the he'll go into the hurricane later and. Uh, I think he does Philadelphia shortly after. I think this, this. would just be backtracking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he he should so, keep going that way. Yeah. So you you have <laughs> so you have chosen uh, George Clooney. I have, and we have yep. looked. We have observed him at eighty nine with all his hair glory. But I will raise you that hair. Oh, no. with another hair, the unstoppable hair of the eighties and early nineties. I think Nick's about to get a free point. Oh no! I give you. Uncle Jesse himself, John Stamos. Wow. 
Okay, so this is now that the TV role has been removed. I feel like that was a like that was like the ace up your sleeve for Corey. Okay, that was specifically a choice for the judge. But the thing is that it it might have been. But when I'm thinking of the era and the time and the type of actor that I need, like he's already been doing Full House for at least a year or so, right? Uh, Three, three years now, eighty-seven. So he's become a household like. Oh, he's Uncle it's Jesse. True. I mean, he would have brought in. He would have brought in brought, so many. Because yep. if you're trying to, if you're pulling into that audience, like you're definitely bringing in like, oh, Uncle Jesse's in this movie. You're definitely right. Yeah. And so. But could he take his shirt off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think so? <laughs> it wouldn't have ruined his like wholesome Uncle dad. Uncle. Well, I mean, the thing is, he's Uncle a bad Jesse. boy on, on that show. That's true. He starts off as a bad boy, slowly works his way into being like the more responsible figure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which happens later in the 90s. That's a solid choice. Solid choice. Funny to think that John Stamos would be the more uh, put together of that couple of him and Lori Loughlin. <laughs> true. That is true. Okay. So I considered Kurt Russell. Yeah. And that's fantastic. <laughs> How far away is Overboard? Uh, it's after. Did he have anything in 90? He was a free agent. Oh wow! In ninety, man, he's just coming How off Tango and Cash. Yeah, he, Tango and Cash. <laughs> he's just coming off Tango and Cash, so he's got great hair. Yeah, and Kurt Russell showing up on a motorcycle in New York City—that just works. It does. You're right. But he was thirty-nine. Mm. He's a little old. Yeah, you know. I mean, which it doesn't matter. It's corporate New York. Yeah, but yeah. still, I did write down John Stamos. No. Oh. Goodness. <laughs> this is all a setup. For pretty much all the reasons Nick said. He's heartthrob Uncle Jesse at this point. And uh I think he could play this role really well. But here's the problem. He can also sing. I didn't consider yeah, but Matthew McConaughey can't. So. Well he can not sing. Okay. <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> enough, Matthew McConaughey was the better singer between him and Kate Hudson. She did not do great. Well, I think she was also trying to like, it was probably like Sabotage. sing badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it probably was the goal is like, I want you both to sing badly. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey, if that was his direction, he still managed to be really charming. Well, he's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he can't not be bad. It's <laughs> true. So, uh, so the problem is I didn't consider George Clooney. And that's really pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's <laughs> New York. He's New York. Don't you he's see New it? York? Like, like, like I see it. He's got like you know the the longer hair with the little scruff beard, the leather jacket. I mean, it just he's it's working. So I think you both get a point where, I, and I don't know if this is. A, I don't <laughs> know if this, this has the, been the theme of the night. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever split a point this way. What? what how? <laughs> okay, what are you doing? You get a point because of John Stamos. Okay, you, you matched oh, me. Okay, so that was your choice. That was my that was my number one pick. But well, then it sounds like Nick gets two points. No, I'm going with George Clooney. Oh, all right. I no. didn't consider George Clooney, <laughs> but I see like all of it. I see all of it with the big hair, yeah. with the clean hair, and him like up on his fire escape, saying like you're already falling in love with me, and it's like, <laughs> it kind of works. So, so wait, who are we pairing him with though? Oh, you're right. Because we still I, have one more. Yeah. Because I need to know, I need to Think see carefully. the whole couple yeah, here. Yeah, because so our, our options are... Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan... Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. With George Clooney. With George Clooney, not John Stamos. <sighs> okay, if it, was, if it was John Stamos, John I Stamos. would have fought hard for Sandra Bullock. Same. That, that actually is a good pairing. But with George Clooney... 
I feel like I'm talking about wine right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's a good... That's a great, that's a great pairing. pairing. That's a 1990 George Clooney with... Uh... <laughs> I think it's just because Sandra Bullock kind of looks like Aunt Becky. Okay. And so I could not not go with Sandra Bullock. Got it. In fact, we might have just scrapped the whole thing and just got Lori Laughlin in here, too. <laughs> um, we can't she have that can't many be funny, people, though. Corey. I don't think she can be funny. I don't think so. Yeah. No. She's more of the straight man of that situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. With George Clooney. Egg Ryan. <laughs> I'm raising be, my arms in the got, air. It's got to be Meg Ryan. <laughs> no one can see this, but I'm raising my arms in the air. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of visual things on the okay. podcast that no one ever sees. Uh, we, have to, we have to describe it. Nick, okay. What is the final score? Four to four. Oh, <laughs> we tied. Dude, this is like the third tie on this podcast. Do in we a rock, row. paper, scissor now? What do we do? You, no one will do know. Do we go to the lower end of the bracket? If y'all can do it right now, the movie theater guy. <laughs> the movie theater guy? Yeah. The guy that punches what, what Matthew is the McCon- movie they're watching? Sleepless in Seattle. It's 1990. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, wait. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. Yeah, true. They're watching. Okay, let's do the math here. So we had Mary Harry met Sally the year before. Uh, hold on. While y'all are looking, I'm gonna look up a movie. Okay. Oh, I got this. I've already got it. What is it? I mean, the oh, movie or the actor? No, uh, I'm I'm just smack talking oh, at okay. this point. <laughs> You're going down. <laughs> I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. No, no, it's me. I have. I want five points. No. Uh, in okay, is, you know what this is like? This is like uh, the end of Mario Party when you reach the end and you think oh, you've got all the stars, and then yes. they just throw random stars at you. Yes, <laughs> and then there's really no rules to it, <laughs> and you wasted all that time trying to win, sabotage your friends and stuff. <laughs> yes, oh, all day long, they're watching The Shining. The Shining, yeah, the, the sh- Shining. No. <laughs> they what? were watching another rom-com. in 2003, they're watching a 93 rom com. In- in 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 ninety ninety, they're watching a nineteen eighty movie. Okay, and Shining but... is the ultimate date movie. What? <laughs> it's a scary movie. They went, that but was it doesn't like... make sense for the character. So okay, then up, fine. Yeah. They're watching Urban Cowboy. Okay, okay, okay. Urban Cowboy. Time. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got you got somebody. You go. All right, hang on. I got it. Since you just got the point, The Shining is always that movie on a theater now, like on a, a theater screen. Like it's always it's always playing somewhere. Yeah, in the movies. In Twister, that's the movie playing when the Twister hits. So I'm just saying, it's, it's totally the shining. I'm, but whatever. This, we'll is off urban the, this is off the hip, and as I'm saying it, I'm kind of regretting it, but Wayne Knight from... Uh, from uh, uh, he, he, I mean, he's Jurassic in Seinfeld, Park, Jurassic Park. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Space okay. Jam. All right, yeah, Space Jam. Nick, who did you go with? I'm who going did- with... A, a, a slightly turn against his type now that he's a big action star. I'm going with Bruce Willis. <laughs> in, in I find 90. that just the just the juxtaposition of him coming he's out of a movie and, and punching like, someone <laughs> that's really funny to, to me. Cry. Bruce Willis. <laughs> We're going with Bruce Willis. Well deserved. <laughs> I, I concede that point. I went totally character <laughs> you uh, did acting. you did so but i could just see it like i mean maybe you just don't even show the guy like you just hear him and yes. then he stands up and you're like that's bruce willis <laughs> and then he comes out and it's just him like and he punches him <laughs> he's just teary-eyed he's like don't interrupt me during 
<laughs> urban cowboy. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> All yeah. right. Okay, fine. Yeah, That's okay. Fair. All right. So Nick, you win. Five four. How many of you won? Not that not, many, no, apparently. He loses a lot. <laughs> I really? need to go back and look at yeah, my record. You, need, you guys don't have your record I need somewhere, to get my, like, I'm on gonna, the wall? I'll have my record, by, our, our records, yeah. by the by the next step podcast. No, because, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're probably eventually just going to start a Quantum Recast letterboxed and put these movies up with our casts. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, well, congratulations, Nick, on a victory. Well played, sir. Well, it was well, well played. played. This it was, was well down played. to the wire. It was a last minute Hail Mary, a Luca Donk. Man. Christian just looks like he's relieved for it to be over. I, you know, honestly, like, <laughs> oh, I, we're not there yet. That was, uh, that was stressful. But it's not over. We have a lightning round. No! You, before we do that, you want me to run down our cast list so far? Run down yeah, the do cast. Of okay. So you'll, have to, you'll have to remind me a few because I didn't punch them in as we were talking. I got too into the combo. But how to lose a guy in so, 10 days. 1990. Yes. So the Judys. Uh, Ju- the the other Judy is Emmanuel Barrett, um, from Mission Impossible fame. The main Judy Spears is Whoopi Goldberg. I like that. <laughs> See, uh, Lana Zhang is Cher. Solid. As a uh, very uh, snooty uh, publicist. Is it publicist? Am I saying that wrong? Or is it editor? Uh, editor. Editor. Editor in yeah. chief. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but. I just like the idea of George Clooney going toe-to-toe with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You had to look at my cast as a whole. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> you had to see the whole vision. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, uh, Thayer is Matthew Perry. Uh-huh. Tony is Damon Wayans. Okay. Did you give uh, us Phil? Phil was... Who did we get for Phil? What, it did I win that? I think you did. Uh, then it was Michael Caine. It was Michael Caine. Yeah, right. it was Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And then for uh, Michelle and Jeannie. So Jeannie was, uh, you chose Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm-hmm. And then you also chose Goldie Hawn for Yeah, but we Michelle. flipped them. Yeah. Yeah. For that. And then for, are we up to our leads now? Uh, yes. And then our leads are Meg Ryan. And George Clooney. Man. And to top it all off, the movie theater going guy is a surprise, unexpected cameo by Bruce Willis. And it's 90, so it's Bruce Willis with hair. And it's like... A little bit. Shouldn't you be in Die Hard right now? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Are we going to put like the weird goofy glasses on him and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That works. Okay. So for our lightning round. I did want to throw out one fun cast i did real I, we uh, didn't ever talked about it but i thought eartha kit would be a fun mrs delauer that would have been perfect yeah. honestly yeah, i looked up true. eartha kit for the editor and she was too old and i yeah. thought man if we did mrs De- i literally had that exact same thought nice man i love eartha kit um from Ernest scared stupid fame yeah. and catwoman yes fame. yes that was in that order <laughs> so <laughs> that's how everyone's introduced um yeah what Ernest movie were they in um okay lightning round man jim varney you should, you should put that, that was thunder yeah thank you yeah you're welcome jim varney would have been a great ben but he made <laughs> Ernest goes to jail this year so i i think you're getting a little you've been in the it's, rom-com it's, world a little too short to be making these decisions just, Corey. Late in the uh, day. just imagine jim varney no playing not Ernest <laughs> on a motorcycle with his hair grease back wooing meg ryan <laughs> 
It would come off like the creepo guy, <laughs> you know? This would be fit right into the 90s because yeah, you'd have a stalker true. character. Yeah. It'd be awesome. If either of y'all had cast Jim Varney as the movie-going guy, that would have won. But <laughs> I like Bruce Willis. Okay, so we're casting uh, for our lightning round action characters. They have to be the heroic character from an action movie. Got it. Um, so this will be fun. This will be kind of interesting. Um, I this did will be silly. So I don't think either of you did the movie theater guy, but I did. Oh, I did the movie theater. Did guy. you do the movie yeah, theater? Yeah, yeah, guy? yeah. yeah. Nate, did you I hear heard you I say did. that. Yeah. Oh, and now, oh. It's, and now I'm suddenly realizing why I had such a quick pick ready for. Did you do John McClane? I did. <laughs> what? Whoa! You you. <laughs> Like, this is like an alternate universe situation? I where, guess. Like, what do we do here? I, I mean, know. he is a cop in New York, so it makes sense that he's <laughs> at the movies, I guess. Okay. He's at the movies. Uh, My Christ- wife left me to go to California. Christian, who did you have for the movie theater guy? All right, I put Ethan Hunt. Oh, okay, all okay. right. Mission all right. Impossible. And he's just sitting there going, I could do those stunts. Yeah. <laughs> You're too, he's he's sitting in the chair I behind mean, Ma- Matthew McConaughey and he I, can't. My my thing see. was I was envisioning his character being so amped up that he's ready to punch some guy okay. for being right. loud, you know? So Ethan Hunt. Okay. I put Snake Pliskin. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's funny because he's got an eye patch and he's yeah. watching a movie and he's cranky. Um all and right. he's really gruff voiced. He okay. seems mean. Oh, it would be great. He'd be super awesome. Okay. Um Phil. Phil. Okay. Yeah, who'd you have for Phil, the uh, ad agency boss? Th- that's where I went, John McClane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I picked uh, Murgtaw from Lethal Weapon. I put James Bond. Dude, <laughs> nice! <laughs> I feel like he would be like really concerned about uh, being suave to women in diamonds. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. I just He'd see be James, all for it. That particular that. campaign, he would have owned it. Which J- James Bond? Oh my, Roger Moore all day, the best uh, James Bond. Wow. Uh, no, not um, true. The, the, Let's save that for another podcast, but not true. <laughs> um, okay, any James Bond, your favorite James Bond. Maybe it just changes every scene. <laughs> we Chameleon get all James the James Bond. Bonds. But uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely um, Sean Connery for the whole frost yourself scene. <laughs> frost like, yourself. Frost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go to Lan- Lana Jong. Lana Jong? Yeah. Uh, I picked Foxy Brown. Okay. Oh, dude, I missed this. That's one. solid. Oh, you missed it? Yeah, I missed it. I didn't. I didn't write that one down. Oh. Sorry, guys. I didn't. I I lightninged too fast. Too fast. <laughs> I put Princess Leia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's gonna is work. She, okay. Wait, is she the the Princess Leia is an action movie star? I mean. I think you're stretching the definition, but we're, we'll go with we'll, it. We'll roll with it. It's lightning round. Empire Strikes Back. She fires a gun. That's true. That's true. Okay. So. Um, the Judys? Yeah, let's do the Judys. I, I picked uh, Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor. Okay. Who did you have? Nice. Uh, I put men, and it was Jason Bourne and Johnny English. I. <laughs> okay i also had men um because they're competing with my ben okay and so i picked rambo and the terminator all right i put i picked the two obvious for the two most obvious actors got it so because uh, i feel like they're going to be the most aggressively yeah. um, competing with my ben okay okay uh let's move up to tony and thayer okay uh 
Thayer, I picked uh, Wong Fei Hung the, from the Drunken Master. That's Jackie Chan. Okay. Oh, I've never seen that. It's a, yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> it's just Jackie Chan being Jackie Chan. Love it. Uh, and then for uh, Tony, that's actually, this is funny that I'm thinking about it. I picked Harry Lockhart, Robert Downey Jr. from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's good. Christian. Uh, I went Neo and Morpheus. <laughs> I actually went with John Wick. <laughs> nice. And Imperator, Imperator Furiosa. Okay. So, um, okay. I picked two newer ones because gotcha. I feel like they need Ben to succeed. Okay. So I picked two modern action stars. That are looking for respect, and they're competing with the two um, classics, Rambo and the okay. Terminator. All right, put some thought in there. Yeah. Okay. Michelle and Jeannie, uh, Andy's two friends. I got uh, for Jeannie. I picked uh, the Angelina Jolie version of Laura Croft, Tomb okay. Raider. Okay. And then for did you do uh, the other Laura Croft? I no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for the other one for Michelle, I picked Barbed Wire. Nice. <laughs> 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 okay Pamela Anderson Christian uh, So for this one I actually picked Furiosa Oh nice oh, okay. And Sam Neill Okay From Wait, Jurassic from Park From Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Which one's which Yeah I like to imagine Sam Neill's the one That has to be the fake therapist <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that's That's what I'm thinking <laughs> Okay um, I have Honestly Sarah Connor And Ellen Ripley Oh okay You moved them up the, Yeah the I just moved them up You to made the them friends. the good guys Okay Yeah Yeah Okay, and then, all right, who we have for Andy? Nick. I uh, picked The Bride from Kill Bill. Okay. Oh, solid. Uh, I went Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I picked Ray from Star Wars. All right. Because, right. Solid because she doesn't want to be Leia. She wants to do real things. She doesn't want to be just seen as some Star Wars Jedi prototype. She well, wants to be other things. Well, they ruined that, didn't they? Yeah, no. <laughs> So she doesn't want to just be this other thing in this nerdy fandom. She wants to be bigger. Again. Princess Leia won't let her. <laughs> Princess Leia won't let her. Yeah, she's my uh, she's my Lana Zhang. Okay, who keeps telling her to go back and pick up her lightsaber and do the Force. Okay, do the Force. <laughs> so, do the Force, Harry. <laughs> um, okay, and rounding it out, Ben. I picked uh, Brian Mills from Taken. Okay. Oh, that's a that's a really solid <laughs> I choice. I mean, he's gonna pull up on a motorcycle and look cool. Wait, wait, who's your who's your female lead? Uh, Bride. Oh, nice. I don't know. Who that's you a are. dangerous couple right there. Uh, I went James Bond. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I was wondering if you're, a little you're, you're, you, were, you were waiting for I James Bond to come out. I saved the best for last. <laughs> and this is where I put John McClane. <laughs> we all had the same people just, just swapped, swapped around yeah. i have john mcclain because i think he's trying to be well i think he's trying to get on rambo and terminator's level okay but he's small got it but and he's, he's small and, he, and he's balding so he's always have to fight uphill so all right that is how to lose a guy in 10 days 1990 and then as seen as action no you have to movie. say it like she does in the movie how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> Why 10? <laughs> because it, we print an 11. <laughs> oh, man. That is... Listen, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you can't even, like, date someone in 10 days. 
Well, that's what they try to tell their therapist. Yeah, right. And their therapist argues that they... The unlicensed therapist. Well, yeah. I'm telling you, they break up like two days after this movie, no. after that whole bridge thing. They're like, this isn't working. They're so together you... right now, sitting on a beach somewhere, just being in love. Frosting. Frosting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Christian, thank you for joining us. Hey, anytime, unless it's difficult. <laughs> in this cabin in the woods, we should have done the movie Cabin in the Woods. Oh man, man, uh, which is a Christian? Have to have a, yeah, you're gonna have, to have a different <laughs> guest. <laughs> not gonna be next time. Next time we'll do Cabin in the Woods in the woods. Yeah, and woods. we're gonna make Christian watch. We're gonna hold him down and make you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to recast it. <laughs> if I don't make it out, guys, you know where I am. Okay. All right. So um, you can find us on the Instagram, the Twitter at Quantum Recast. You can tell us how we did. Um, if you like rom com or chick flick, or if you like this movie, or if we should do more rom coms, hit us up. They we'll, should. We'll definitely have Christian back for um, either some '90s action movie or James Bond. Well, you'll definitely be on a James Bond episode. Yeah, yes, definitely. I wait. I have seen like three James Bond movies, and there's like how many? Twenty two. 23? Uh, I think there's more than that. 26. It's like 25 or 20, something. Yeah, 25 yeah, or 26. It's ridiculous. Bond so, 25. That's what's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you pick the James Bond movie and I'll watch it, but I'm definitely not watching all of them. So. Marathon. It's happening. We're going to, yeah, we'll do that and we'll have a quiz over who can quote the most cheesy lines from each Bond. I never learned to read. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Moonraker. Yes, it is Moonraker. That's correct. (laughs) The best Bond. Mm, Arguable. It's it's the best Bond movie with the best Bond in it. We could fight about that. Find out next time when Christian is here. (laughs) That's fine. Here's Prostin sucks. Um, (laughs) Not true. Okay. All right. I like Daniel Craig. (laughs) <laughs> oh, gro- Nick can't be on it. Yeah, true. Whoa, Nick. whoa, now, hey, now. This is gonna be a one-on-one conversation. Wow. Yeah, we're All just right. gonna bash Daniel Craig the whole time. <laughs> All right, George Lansby's better than Daniel Craig. What? He lasted for one movie <laughs> because he had an ego. <laughs> he was awesome. He tried to do what The Rock did. He was like, "I'm the best James Bond." <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, how far are we from The Rock being James Bond? Uh, away, uh, away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think we're away? Yeah. We're ways off. He's got to be president. He can't do first. a British accent. Oh, that's true. Yo, he can be a Bond villain. True. He, yeah, he, but, he'd be a heavy. But knowing the Rock, he's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they bring Jaws back, he'd make oh. a great Jaws. So, oh man, we're on a totally Next different episode. topic now. <laughs> okay. Nick gets mad when we step on the toes of future podcast episodes. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick.